even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie. John, will you shut the hell up, De Jesus? The fuck did I do? From Town Hall. Oh. <laughs> and I am John Turiana. I am your tribal chief. <laughs> uh, contact information as always. And you're listening to episode 57. Contact information 57. as always. You can reach the show at well, 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 that the smarkygeeks.com. Call a hotline number at 347-SMARKY6 or 347-762-7596. Leave a comment, question, be part of the show. Uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast cache you use. Just search the Smarky Geeks or Smarky Geeks and we'll be the ones that show up. And leave a five-star review if it if you are so inclined. Um, or not. Or not. If you don't got anything nice to say, don't say that at all. As, as my mom always said. Yeah. So, subscribe to us also on our Twitters at SmarkyGeeks, at Frankie DeJesus, at DJontoriano. Subscribe to our Facebook group, which is my favorite place to be online right now. Subscribe to our Instagram at TheSmarkyGeeks. And on with the show. How you doing, John? It's been a while. Oh, oh I see. I turned it around. You did. You did. Turned right? it around. That's very meta. No one knows what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very inside. See, if you listen to the other show, <laughs> if you listen to the other show, you know exactly what we're talking about. Here, we're gonna keep your asses guessing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So big fucking week for wrestling. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man, it's getting cold out there, though. Oh god. You know, you know what you need to do when it's getting cold out there, right? Yeah, I know. You need to uh, get out there and get. Go to thesmarkygeeks.com and click on the merch table and get yourself some merch. Some warm, nice warm you know, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, long sleeve tees. Get yourself a mask so you can do the social distancing. All right there. All provided by us. And guess what? I'm going to do a post later. Today or tomorrow on the Facebook page. Okay. But starting today, or Sunday as this is being recorded... Through the thirteenth of November, okay. you can buy T-shirts for fifteen dollars, five dollars off the usual twenty dollars asking price. Also, also, there's a bunch of new designs that are being posted there as we speak. I.e., uh, the the new Isolation Mania Five T-shirt before the war. Get that. I'm uh, sorry. No worries. You no worries. laughed. Hold on, real quick. <laughs> so Frankie left. I I play fantasy football. Yeah. So I'm keeping up with my fantasy my fantasy week this week. And I happen to look down and I'm winning. So that was that. Yeah, you did the fist pump. You know, yeah. Like, yes. And I'm probably gonna win this week. Cause I'm look, it's looking pretty good for me. Yeah. So I got really excited about that. Cause I'm beating the guy who who won a title last year. And if you're playing fantasy football and if you're playing for money, you can use that money at our merch table. Oh, nice. Buy, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna give that to you. I'm gonna give that to you. That wasn't bad. I'm going to give that to you. Uh, so, yeah. So, we got the new Isolation Mania 5 t-shirt, Before the War, uh, booked by you. 
we put the the notice up there on our Facebook page. So yeah, well, it was make supposed sure. to be yesterday. Yeah. The thirty first. Yeah. Down supposed to be the seventh. Now it's the fourteenth. Yeah. So it's the fourteenth for sure this time. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> for sure. Hopefully. Uh, so just be there. Be square. You know uh, what? You know where that saying came from, right? Because you're not around. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making sure I heard that I forgot where I heard that I'm, I'm like uh, well it was recently too last yeah I think I years. told you I think I'm, I must have told you no I didn't get it from oh, okay. I heard I'm like not square I'm like, you're not I'm like son around. of a bitch yeah. I'm like motherfucker I'm like I get that yeah. okay um so where was I oh yeah so Isolation Mania 5 t-shirts up there the, the event is scheduled so be there and book come and book by our our very own John Terriano thank you um the tribal chief over here thank you. Uh, so so make sure you come by and watch wrestling with us you know if you got nothing else to do it's gonna be great wrestling um featuring NXT stars before they were NXT stars featuring AEW stars before they were AEW stars all against each other this is the war before the war it's gonna be fun enjoy also some other new t-shirts up there we have a lgbtq uh plus t-shirt up there all proceeds uh from that t-shirt will go to lgbtq uh i think the trevor project is going to um we also have a black lives matter t-shirt up there there's one right there for now i'm gonna put on i'm trying to get the other one i had trouble getting the other design up there but there's one design up there right now um and all proceeds from the black lives matter t-shirt will go to black lives matter um, foundation. Um, there, there is another one. Anyway, but yeah, so go get that. Especially, you know, if you like the the charity shirts, uh, just keep in mind that we're not the ones giving the money. You are when you buy those shirts. Yeah, the money doesn't come to us if we don't donate it. Yeah, the company that you send the money to direct donates it directly. Yeah, so the money's coming from you. Just keep in mind you're doing the work. You're, you're the one that's giving to these charities. The only work we're doing is designing. Yeah, and we just facilitate for you to give. That's it. And uh, and also, look at the other designs while you can. Because who knows when I'm going to get a cease and desist from either WWE or AEW uh, from using their designs. <laughs> so uh, so get copios like possibly limited editions right there. <laughs> uh, we have an AEW style design. We have a... Uh, uh, the NWO style design, uh, New Japan style design. Get get you know I I enjoy making them, but so but you never know when you, you they might not be up there uh, much longer. Right. <laughs> uh, considering so get those designs. Um, so let's let's talk about some news real quick. Yeah, we have two pay per views. We have two pay per views to talk about. Yeah. We got we have like two and a half wrestling shows to talk about. Yeah, so, so let's get through this. Let's get through this. Do it. So WWE at the Amway is uh possibly gonna be ending at the end of November. Um, I heard they extended it to the end of the year. Well, not lately. That it was supposed to end at October, and then they extended it to the end of November. Yeah, Vince is determined because it's in Florida, and Florida's basically open up their world again to whatever. Yeah. Vince is determined to get back on the road. And well, I, also they they can't after November because they're going to be using the Amway for they, basketball they, and hockey. Yeah, the, yeah, the NBA is yeah real quick. The NBA is trying to start up again in December. Yeah, the NBA has put as 
With the NBA, because the NBA had to end their season late because of the shutdown, mm-hmm. their season just ended a few weeks ago. They want to start the season on December twenty second, do a fifty game season to get the season, get the get the get the schedule back where where it was. I mean, another idea Vince might become might leave the Amway Center and go to and go to AEW route and just do an outdoor arena with limited fans. Yeah, which I would be fine with. Or they might just go to the CWC. Either the CWC, there is word that they are looking at other arenas that can house a Thunderdome type of situation. Right. The problem is Vince doesn't. We're going to talk about. Well, it's probably going to lead to another subject. Yeah. Vince doesn't want Definitely, to yeah. mingle the. Raw SmackDown talent, NXT talent, because of the, all the COVID outbreaks on NXT. Yeah, which is another reason why NXT is not involved in Survivor Series. That's one of the reasons I'm hearing from Vince. Though I'm hearing I read in places, but, not from Vince directly. Well, probably, about. but it's also the. Well, that doesn't explain SmackDown, but it's also a reason why um, Underground is not existing. Right. Other than it was a bad. Gimmick anyway, but, but you know what? They you know what? I'll give WWE credit for this. They tried it, didn't work. They got rid of it. Like they didn't, they didn't drag. No, it the the reason why they got rid of it though is because of this. They don't want the the, the rosters make, intermingling. Right. While we say this, they are preparing for <laughs> uh, Survivor Series. Well, they no, <laughs> they they don't want the they don't want the NXT talent intermingling. They don't want Raw or SmackDown intermingling. But yeah, but it's also NXT talent too. And NXT, yeah, because NXT is where all the outbreaks have been. Yeah. Now, the, like, going back to that, a couple of things I read was, one of them is because Vince doesn't want NXT talent mixing with Raw SmackDown because of the, the outbreaks. And two, Vince is not happy with the fact that NXT is not being AEW in the ratings. And you're not going to, one of the terms that I mean, I don't know how true this is, one of the terms you're not going to hear anymore is call up. NXT is considered a third brand now. Why it's not included Survivor Series as a third brand, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they're considered a third brand now. Like they're not, they're no longer considered the quote unquote developmental, even though they still are. Yeah, they still are, and they're just saying that just for appearances, right? But it still is. NXT is basically, I think you could the NXT is an indie promotion with with WWE production, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. <laughs> honestly, I'm fine <clears throat> with that. I think honestly, I think I do. I think it's Survivor Series. We're gonna see NXT invade Survivor Series. I got a feeling they're setting us up for that. I don't think so. Like. I don't think they treat NXT like any main event thing. And it, and they can call it a, a third brand if they want, but it's still the developmental because those guys will get called up. Whether they call it called up or not, they'll call it a trade or, or he's he quit NXT and he joined it Raw or whatever. It's still a call up. I think Vince is pissed too because NXT, he, I think the quality of NXT is better. Look, let me say this. If you're going to go three brands and quality-wise, it's NXT, SmackDown, Raw. But they're not three brands. It's just one brand. You know? Shows. It's just, yeah, it's just shows. NXT is a better show. SmackDown's a better show than Raw. And NXT is a better show than SmackDown. Yeah. And I mean, and Vince, Vince is, this I believe that Vince is not happy that NXT is not being AEW. I um, think he's happy. I think I don't think he's happy about that. Uh, no, I think the plan for him though, from the start was just to mitigate. Yeah, but I was around a couple of places that one of the reasons NXT's not involved, he's being petty, it's kind of punishment. No, not including NXT because of that the ratings aren't what they should be. The ratings aren't what they're equal to Raw and SmackDown. No, I don't, I don't think he's doing that for that reason. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past Vince, though. Like, you could say that, and I, you're probably right, but it wouldn't put it past Vince to 
believe that? Like, the, the think like that. Because events can be petty sometimes, as we see. Uh, yeah, but I, don't, I, I just don't feel like that's how petty he's going to be with this, with his money. It's still his money, you know? Like, yeah. he still wants to be successful in some form, you know? Yeah, but Vince is also, also the guy that will pay people to stay home yeah. and not use them. So you can say Vince is his money, but Vince is also the guy that will pay a guy $5 million whatever he's paying somebody not to use him on TV just because they don't want to work for him anymore instead of just letting him go and saving that money. Well, that's so him being petty towards Ooh. other companies, though. Like, he's doing that so they don't work at another company. You know what I'm saying? I guess. That's more of, that's more of why he's doing that. You know, like, why, you know, let them, like, be at home and let people forget their name or whatever. Then he can do whatever he wants once the contract's up. You know what? And he's even extended contracts and shit like that. You know, that happened with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah, somebody got hurt. And it was out three months. Yeah, Daniel, one, I forgot one of the FTR guys. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. It happened with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he got hurt because you got you sat. We extended your contract the amount, yeah. the amount of months you were out. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Um, so yeah, so let, let's let's talk about Road Dog. <laughs> you talked about the COVID oh, stuff God. real quick. Let's talk about Road Dog. Oh, so Road Dog. I posted it on a group page. We're gonna talk about it anyway. Yeah. Road Dog got into it with Shane Helms, Hurricane, who I've met. is a great guy. I've actually met him at Comic-Con once. Yeah. About wearing masks. And one of the first questions somebody asked me, I posted, well, what, side of, what side is Road Dog on? Mm-hmm. You figure Road Dog is a veteran, he would be on the mask side. You would assume that, right? Yeah. No. He's one of those anti-mask people. So Shane Helms got into it. And Shane Helms didn't go after him and didn't insult him. It, they, went, they just went at it over the masks. Yeah. And Road Dog ended up insulting Shane Helms and ending messaging his wife or something, and then blocked him. Yeah. This happened all during Hell in a Cell, I believe. Yeah. I While mean, we, everyone was watching Hell in a Cell, I think all this shit ha- went down. Um. So yeah. So yeah. So he quit Face. Um. I'm sorry. Twitter. Yeah. And um. <laughs> and Shane Helms. And all I do is make Shane Helms take more shots at him. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> Shane Helms is hilarious. I've been yeah, he's him. great. Yeah. yeah, he's hilarious on that shit. I, I remember somebody called him out. I saw something. I didn't post it. Somebody, somebody. I think a few years ago, I don't know the whole story. Shane Helms got got pulled over DUI. Got got hit, got nailed for DUI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but so somebody calling, oh, you know, your family DUI. I forgot what the guy said. And Shane Helms like, I got caught once. I learned my lesson. Never happened again. And my coverage over that is more got more attention than. Anything you've ever done in your life, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was another wrestler. Yeah, it was another wrestler. Yeah, was I didn't another, know who, I I didn't who, who it was. was. I didn't know who it was. Yeah, it was that, that guy, guy, probably an indie guy, right? I don't remember, but it was guess. someone known. I, now I want to look it up later, but yeah, but yeah. So so, so this Shane Helms doesn't take shift nobody. No, no. Um, what I loved about this, well, not love because it's kind of horrible, um, is that after this. <laughs> Um, Shane Helms was vindicated because uh, there's another there was another WWE COVID outbreak, right? At the C- CWC. Yeah, I, what, what are they doing wrong? Honestly, I think they, I think. Well, one of the things well, from what I've read is that they test these people that go to the CWC the day before, right? And then I guess through honor, they're not supposed to do anything else until the show. And they don't. And they probably, probably go home and do yeah, whatever they go home, they go to the gyms. It's also Florida who's opened everything up again. Yeah. 
So Florida's becoming a hotbed now of it because Did they of officially that. open up? Huh? Did they officially open up? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're damn close. Honestly, AEW and NXT and WWE in general should get out of Florida. Go to Canada. You know what? Produce these fucking shows in Canada for a while. Canada's got the show under control. I, I, well, I mean, they have to get there, but I can see WWE doing it. They, they're making hand over fist with money because of the COVID. Right. You know, because they're not spending money. Like it, it, for a Raw show before COVID, it, it's like over a million dollars a week they were spending. Yeah. Now they're spending. From whatever date it was to October, it was like two hundred thousand at the Amway. Right. This the new deal to, when they extended it was four hundred thousand for months. Like it, like they're not paying that weekly, so they they save millions and millions of dollars. N- you know, not doing live shows and shit like that, and yet they had to fire everyone. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they they that was before they realized before they came up with Thunderdome. I mean, things you know, see, I, that's the one thing everybody got, you know. They were still making Things that money. change over time. Yeah. The problem is, you know, you they fired people when they fired people. We're not justifying what they did. What they did was fucked up. Point of the, they fired people when they fired people based on the situation at the time. The but they knew that they were making money. Right, but they didn't know that Thunderdome was coming where they would recoup all the money they lost. Like no, they no, 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 no. They were still making money. Right, but... Remember, they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, but the problem, no, what I'm, point I'm trying to make is... I think, I feel like... They knew they were making money. They, 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 there was no reason for them to fire you know, those people. I, honestly, it kind of... I mean, I'm not going to say it worked out for everybody, but... It didn't work out for Meryl. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm joking. Oh. He's making money, but what he's doing there is no different than what he's doing in WWE. Honestly, at the end of the day... What? His character in AEWs no, no yeah, better yeah, or no, worse yeah, yeah. than the, which we'll get into. We'll later. get into that later, yeah. But the Good Brothers define, you know, all these guys that got fired and they they, they signed elsewhere and they did they did they they were they were talented enough to recoup themselves. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Um. So so that sucks. So triple A, oh triple A, um triple uh triple A mania has tentatively been announced. For for sometime in December, um, we don't know if they'll change that. Uh, I enjoy Triple A Mania a lot when I watch it. It's always some a fun thing. It's not the greatest show in the world or anything like that, but it's fun. It's always a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and usually, I spend like the weeks before trying to catch up. It was supposed to happen this summer, but because of the world, fuck, it's fucked. Yeah. Um, it, it got extended. Uh, the the one match that no two two matches actually they announced was um. Kenny Omega and Laredo Kid for the AAA title, the the campion, mega title, the mega title, and um, the next bit of news: the Marvel uh, slash Disney uh, had and Funko had made some deal with um, AAA. Right, they're, they're putting out more. They're putting out Marvel Lucha Pops. Yeah, that was the first thing we heard. Yeah, and then we heard that Marvel's gonna work with AAA. On a wrestling promotion, mm-hmm. I guess stateside. If I had to guess, yeah. Which I don't have a problem with that. If with what with the Marvel doing like their own thing, yeah. If, well, that's a rumor. If they're happy with how this goes, right? What I'm saying is, if Marvel's just sponsoring it and you know and putting their characters in it, mm-hmm. but are hands off with the wrestling part. I'm fine with that. 
We'll see a lot of Marvel-inspired wrestlers, like costumes and outfits and stuff. What do you mean, like, hands-off? In other words, Marvel won't put, like, won't deal with the wrestling end of it. But like, what, what do you mean? Like, what would they do? I don't think they. I don't think anyone in that company would be like, let's book a wrestling show. You know, I think they'll hire people to do that stuff. For That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, in other words, they'll hire they'll hire the right people, but like, and if anything, I suspect that Marvel based wrestling promotion would be a very indicative of like Lucha Underground. I was gonna say that, yeah. yeah. Like a, a show within a show within which a show I would, Which show. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, and I think it would be good for kids. I think it would be a good like little thing for kids to watch, you know? Um, and not that I wouldn't be watching I'd watch it, you know, and enjoy it. You know, like I watched Lucha Underground. There's the another damn show we have to review every week. Yeah, definitely. It would be a weird crossover, right? Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Something we talk about on both shows. Hmm. We should talk about another show. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about it? We'll do it next um, I just think it's like like WWE and AW or whatever American company out there is like fuck how did we not get this deal <laughs> you know um, but yeah so it, it, the, the match that they have planned for AAA Mania is um Triple Mania excuse me uh, is um it's a tag match between the two of the, the characters they, they created uh, I don't know who's going to be under those masks uh, what wrestlers but yeah, it's a tag match uh, that they plan with based on the, the Funko Pop characters. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and again, it's all tentative right now because we don't know what they're going to be doing because of the COVID and whatnot. Right, right. Uh, but how, the, how they're going to get Kenny the over there and shit like that. I am you know? getting the Pops, though. I, yeah, I was like, fuck. See, I, only, I thought I was out. I don't buy many Pops. me back in. I don't buy many Pops anymore. The only, the only yeah. downside to this deal... Is that we won't see no more New Japan pops? Yeah, that deals, that deals yeah. Both. Supposedly, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I read. I, I, I posted it actually. Yeah. Um. Like, 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 like. I have. To, if you look at my pop, I have the the, the um Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody pop. We're not gonna see those anymore. Yeah. Funko pop is the only, the only super the only wrestling pops that Funko will be doing with WWE pops. Yeah. Or WWE related pops, which kind of sticks for me, because I kind of want to see the next wave of New Japan pops. <laughs> I kind of wanted to say. No, oh, you mean like the Bullet Club stuff? Yeah. Name Bullet Club, like you no, know, like um. They've never had any New Japan pops. Well, I want to see pops outside of WWE. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe Kenny Omega, a new Kenny Omega pop, or maybe AEW pops would be kind of cool. AEW, yeah, AEW pops would be cool. Impact pops, that would be cool. Yeah. But anyway, I can imagine like a follow by pop. That would be fucking awesome. That would that would <laughs> actually would be. Yeah. Uh, Abaddon pop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real quick, we're watching the first Hell in the Cell from 2009, and it looks identical <laughs> to this one. To, to the, the last one that we'll talk about later. Yeah. In a little bit, actually. Not identical, but close enough. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Who are we, who's walking down the ramp right now? John buddy? Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Road dog COVID. Uh. Triple A. We talked about. Uh. Touch upon Marty Scroll real quick. He's like not on the website anymore. Right. He's still employed by them. Because Sinclair is notori- notoriously slow at doing investigations. Investigation, yeah. So he's just going to sit at home until this plays out. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, that's the update. That's what I mean. Look, at, at this point, we have nothing else to say that hasn't been said. He, he's going to sit home until the stuff plays out itself. I just don't think it's going to work for him. We'll see. I mean, I just I, don't think it is. We'll see. He might be one of those guys that might have to wrestle in, in England the rest of his career. I don't think he'll even over there. Like, I just don't think it's going to work out for him. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe, listen, we don't know. We don't know. Well, no, but that's that's what, it's called a hot take. What's your take? Right. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> it is 2009. 2009. Yeah, see, it's the same shit. Yeah. Um, real quick, I'll talk about the SmackDown rating later. And we'll just cap off the news with uh, some sad news where Tracy Smothers passed away. Yes, well, that was like, oh, I mean, I was never a huge fan, but no, he was but one of those guys that very well known. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. I knew him. He was part of the FBI and um. That's mainly how I know. In ECW. In ECW. Well, I remember him from from WCW. That's what I remember him from. Oh, the Young Pistols. Was yeah, it the Young Pistols. Then yeah. when it was mm-hmm. WCW. Yep. Yeah, I remember that too. But uh. But the stuff before that was like my blind spot when he was the, what were they called before then? Same tag team, but it was a different name. It was the, not the Young Pistols. Oh, um, it was the... The Southern Boys or something like that? Yeah, it was something like, it was the Southern Boys before Young Pistols and then there was something else Southern Boys. Hold on, we'll look up right now. So you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me you wanted this, so. <laughs> oh, I would have I had it. Yeah. And he recently came out with a book. This year, I think. Which now I gotta buy. <laughs> um, he was he was fifty eight too. He was really young. He was wrestling still too, like to like last year. Was um, he was still wrestling. Like yeah. indie shows, and he was in the clusterfuck with uh, GCW. The what now? Clusterfuck. It's their version of the Royal Rumble. They, they call it the clusterfuck. It, they called it the clusterfuck. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he had a little program with George and Ella. And shit like that. It, it, yeah. He was good. Well, uh, they, were, they were in a team called the Wild Ice Southern Boys. The Wild, and then they took out the Wild part. Right. And then it was just the th- Southern Boys. Yes. Then, 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 then the Young to, Pistols. Then the Young Pistols. And then that, that's, that's it after that, right? For the, that tag, right? Yes. Yeah. Then he, I think he was in, it looks like he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a while. Mm-hmm. USWA WWF for like a year as Freddie Joe Floyd he was a jobber yeah then the um, the full-blooded Italians when ECW which I thought was hilarious because everybody knew he was southern so he was just mocking people I thought that shit was hilarious (laughs) yeah it was a bit in the end that was a bit of a comedy gimmick for him too yeah um but yeah I just remember that how like right after I heard the news if you went on wrestling Twitter, like it was just nothing but like accolades for this guy, you know? Yeah, I heard he was like one of those guys that he was one he was a he was a locker room guy. Yeah. That did anything he was asked to do, which was great. That that's what you want. Yeah. Alright, got the same news out of the way. Let's start talking some wrestling. Some actual wrestling. wrestling. We have a lot of wrestling shows to go over, so we're gonna we're gonna try to go in order of the shows that the shows came out. Okay. So we'll start with Impact. Did Bound for Glory this weekend? Didn't we talk about that last week? Did we? Yeah, we did. Are you sure? Yeah, because that's how, that's why our show went to like three hours, which might happen again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the we first, did, you're yeah, right. the first half of our show was the news, and then Bound for Glory, right, and then the other two right. hours was 
The one that we didn't mention about Battle for Glory, yeah, now Tommy Dreamer had a little tribute to Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, he had, the right. road, yeah. he had the face paint and everything on. So that, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot we talked about that. Damn. All right. <laughs> so let's go right to Hell in a Cell. There you go. All right. Hell in a Cell. And I don't think I saw the same show everyone else watched. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, you got the match card? Yes. Like, what's the first match? Well, well the pre-show sucked. It was R-Truth defeated Drew Gulick to capture 40, his 105th 24-7 title. Right, right. It's like 105, 2,000 titles. It's not like that. Who cares? And it was just, who was he with? It was a bunch of 205 guys, right? Wasn't it? And then he, then he got chased out of the ring trying to get somebody was trying to get I the ball. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch he that. He fought Drew Gulick. Okay. And it sucks with Drew Gulick. Dude's mad talented. Yeah. I'm 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 so I'm sure he's so glad he decided to resign. I'm saying, they could have did so much with him. I don't mean to judge him. I'm sure he made a decision based on what he needed to make. Yeah, but, but you know, you know, he he probably has regrets. Yeah. All right. So opening match. They did they, they they open and close the show with Hell in the Cells. It looks like they had three Hell in the Cell matches. Yeah. So they, they it was like beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Which I was curious as how they were going to do it with this whole Thunderdome situation, but it looked like they worked it out. Yeah, it, it looked good. We I didn't think Ro- it was that huge, you know? Um, over the Roman Reigns defeated Jay Uso in an I Quit match. Yeah. I loved this match. I do. I. Why? Why did, right, let's hear your hot take. It was 10 minutes of a match, and then the rest is just drama. I mean, don't get me wrong. No, I love the drama. It was more. Intense. I'm being facetious, but, okay. but it wasn't a lot of matches. It was just move, move, and then it was just drama. And don't get me wrong, I loved the drama. Yeah. What they put in there and all that shit they were doing, but it was just a lot of standing around, a lot of yelling at each other, and that's it. But if you know what, it was so fucking slow. I'm like, but oh it my god. Fit for what? It fit for the storyline. This was like 25 minutes or something. 20, almost 30. Went 30. 29. And Felt 45 minutes. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's taking forever. I I enjoyed the every bit of this. The match was good when they wrestled. Mm-hmm. Then everything that happened after that was when Jimmy Uso came out. Basically, the match ended where Jay Uso was just out of it. Mm-hmm. Like Roman Reigns just obliterated him. But the referee wanted to stop the match. I was like, no, I'm stopping this match. Which right there, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> but Roman Reigns <laughs> didn't want that. So I, yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Um, Roman Reigns was right. I'm like, he's right. He want, no, the problem is he wanted to hear the words, I quit. But he's right. That's what I'm saying. He's right. This is an I quit match. Right. In a hell in a cell, you don't fucking stop this. So anyway, so Roman took the referee out and started getting ready to destroy Jay with the stairs. Yeah. And Jimmy Uso comes out. Yeah. To protect them, so so did, did Jimmy's talking to Roman and, and and you and I'm watching this and you I'm like are they really gonna swerve it and have Roman like go back with the Usos like make Uso, turn Roman face again so that's what it felt like they were headed with this and then Roman did his heel thing yeah. and he put he put Jimmy in a move a submission move it's his new finisher type of thing if you noticed it though it had nothing to do with his leg it was non impact finisher because he still Jimmy still recovering. From his injury, but yeah, but that's also that movie he's doing now. It's like right. a new finisher for him. So basically, because of that, Jay Uso quit, and the rule of the match was that if Jay Uso quit, he had to, he had to acknowledge Roman as a tribal chief, which is where my name came from. Mm-hmm. So after the match is over, Roman said, "I'll you know, 
on Friday, you know, whatever. He walked away, and his bro- his father and his uncle were wait Peter Maivia and I forgot who else. Uh, Afa and Sika. Right, we're waiting for him. Afa and Sika. Now that part I fucking love. That they were waiting to, to, to crown him the tribal chief. If you don't fucking mark out for that shit, if yeah, you don't fucking was. pop, if you don't have some fucking form of emotion when you saw that, you are dead. Yeah, you're a dead person inside. I was like, wow. The Seen whole, those two, the fucking wild Samoans, Afa and Sika. Yeah, I don't know why I said Peter Maivia. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole, I thought the whole thing. If it was a regular match, it would have been fit for what they did with the storyline. I just another the only other like I love the emotions of it. You right, know, I love how they did that. I just didn't like how again through some side type of way Roman had to win. You know, he couldn't just beat the shit out of. Which I guess helps. I always get them confused. Whichever. Jay. Jay was the one who was wrestling. Okay. So Jay, you know, I guess it helps Jay makes him look stronger because he had to quit just to save his brother. Right. And, and it, 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 yeah. But I was like, all right. But whatever. You know, that, that was, I, I, I took no points off of that. But, um, but the, yeah, I just, I just, the, it, it was, it took a lot. I love the emotion. I love the drama. But they, this could have been 20 minutes. And you could have got the same drama across. Yeah, but it still worked, though. I went three and three quarters. Three and a half. I went three and a half. I, I loved through. it. I went three. All right. Next up, we had the gar- garbage match. Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification. I, <laughs> whatever. Oh, another thing I'll say about the, the Hell and Cell. Yeah. The Roman. I did like how they swerved us, whether it was on purpose or not. That It did feel like we were going to another WWE no finish here, you know? It was just going to be by a ref stoppage or some shit. Yeah. And we didn't get that. We got to finish. Regardless of how they got us there. And it worked with... We're going to talk about SmackDown briefly. It worked with what they did on SmackDown. Like, it, it, SmackDown built on what happened at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Elias, Jeff, defeated Jeff Hardy's qualification. I, I really don't That was garbage. Yeah, well, whatever. Move on. Um, the Miz defeated Otis for the money in the bank with Tucker turned on Otis. I don't care. This was garbage. Which didn't make sense for me at the time. Because Otis and Tucker are on separate fucking shows. So you know what this is? This is WWE not not thinking ahead. Yeah. If you knew this was your game plan, have Tucker and Otis feud, mm-hmm. don't break, don't leave them on the same show. Yeah. Don't break them up. And then they fixed that later on, where they they secretly moved the uh, Tucker onto the other show. Yeah. Dude, just don't move them then. Unless no, just don't move them then. Like, just leave them on the same show. They're still a tag team until they break up, yeah. and then they're feuding. And you put them back in another show. Now you're creating confusion. Yeah, but whatever. It's th- yeah, move on. It was a dumb thing. I was putting, like, what the the, fuck? putting the money in the bank briefcase on Otis was done because Otis was hot at the time. They had no long term plans for him, yeah. except for him to have that briefcase. Giving it to the Miz, I don't know if it's gonna make it any better or worse, but at least it's on somebody that you could see winning the title. Nobody saw Otis winning the championship ever. Though it wouldn't surprise me if Vince did that. Otis was never was never winning a championship of any kind. Yeah. But I mean the Miz is probably never gonna win one, but he might go after the tag balls with, with Morrison. I have a better chance I see a better chance of him cashing in successfully, even for the tag belts. Is that the rule? Like they, they can I think change ca- it for I think whatever you cash title it for, you I think want? you can cash it for whatever you want. Oh, okay. That's why when Otis had it, that I read, I read a lot of places that Otis go with cashing in the tag belt. Yeah, right. I, I don't think that's what they're gonna do because he's put he's put the Roman and Orton on 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 um he gave him a warning like watch out right 
because I'm coming for you. Next up, um, could be my match of the night. Sasha Banks defeated Bailey um, to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought I it was my match of the night. I thought it was very good. And yeah, it was the match of the night. Um, the, my only problem was the logistics of it a what little bit. <clears throat> the whole idea, if you've been paying attention to the the feud. Was you know she beat her up with this chair? This is her special chair, painted and everything. Right. You know, and then the chair gets tossed out, right? Even when the match starts, and then they both leave. Like after like a a, a, a quick um hustle, Brussels, they both leave the ring and bring out like fifty fucking chairs. You know, like the idea is that that's the chair, that's the chair that's gonna beat one of these girls. You know. But then they bring out like so. Why? What's the, why is that chair so fucking special? Which they end up later on in the fight bringing that chair in, right? And she they, it ends Bailey with it. I'm like, well, how did that make sense? Well, you know, the logistics of it. Like they shouldn't have used any chairs at all. I right. No? I'll, I'll give you that. And just then when that chair comes in, that chair is special. You know what I liked about <laughs> see, the problem with WWE became with the Hell in a Cell thing. The Hell in a Cell match was always special. Because it happened at regular pay-per-views. Yeah. Once they made it, I think we talked about it, once they made Hell in Cell's own pay-per-view, you had to have Hell in Cell matches. Yeah. And most of them didn't make sense. Like, right, why are they having a Hell in Cell? They only need that. It's going to be a regular match. That should The Hell in the Cell match should be the... The end of a few. This is the only match, the Hell in the Cell match, that I felt deserved the Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. Like, this feud's been simmering for a while. Back and forth for over a year now. Mm-hmm. You know, when Sasha was the heel and Bailey was the face. Mm-hmm. Then Be- then Sasha, then Bailey faced out. Then Sa- then Bailey healed out when Sasha like it just built up for a long time. Yeah. So this deserved the Hell in a Cell match. Like this had to be a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. The the blood it was like a blood feud with these two. Yeah. And I, I went four snarks on this. This is probably I even said it on the group page when you when we did a spoiler thread. This was my match at night. It, this was phenomenal. No, definitely was. These they women, put in so much damn work. They gave it three and three quarters. I went um, four, man. They put in really so good. much damn work that they. I, I don't know. Bailey in, in the spotlight. Sasha and Bailey lighted up in the spotlight. Yeah. Like together, they have such great chemistry in the ring. Yeah, I mean they've been working together for years, and they have such great chemistry. Yeah. Whether they're teaming up or fighting. Yeah. And I love heel Bailey. I love Hillbilly. Yeah, but it's just that's more of a indictment on WWE. Like when they have home run faces, they just can't keep them faces, you know. Yeah, but we know what when she turns face again, it's gonna be great. But it's it's, uh, it's just like it's not gonna matter though. Well, she was you one know? of those characters that needed a change. Like she was a cool, she was a good face. Okay, Bailey was a great face, but you know it just it, it was the same NXT characters NXT. And she needed a character facelift. And I felt this... I think your character should evolve. You know? Like, well, you, this, you should I evolve think her char- into I something. Think, when- I think her character did. Like, no, she was the face... She was that, that happy-go-lucky face. And she started getting frustrated over time. And that's why she healed out. She got she got frustrated because of Sasha Banks. You're building that story yourself. But they, they show no real, like, frustration or anything like that. You know, she's all of a sudden she's like the happy-go-lucky hugger. All of a sudden, the next week she has a new haircut, and she's evil. <laughs> you know, like you have to evolve into something like that. You know, instead of well, just... no, she healed out first, then cut her hair later. But you know what I'm saying? Like all right. of a sudden she was evil. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a little too simplistic. I think, I think it built up. No, like, I don't think she went. From, I don't think she went from face to heel. I think it built up because her feud, because Sasha was the, because her feud with Sasha. I think it built up. But you had no hint that Bailey's going to heal out here. It just all of a sudden happened. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, see, I went four snarks on this. I thought it was great. Next up, we had another crap match. Bobby Lashley defeated Slapjack, aka Shane Thorne. <laughs> They ruined Retribution. Oh, Retribution was ruined before this, but they they're burying it. Right they tried now. to save it. <laughs> they tried to save him and put Mustafa Ali as the leader. It yeah. just didn't work. Um. So yeah. So Bobby Lashley beats Slapjack, um, who is just flailing about in this match because he can't fucking see through that fucking mask. None of these guys can. Yeah. And um, didn't they come out at the end of this? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, they, yeah, they all come out and they they all try to beat up on Lashley, but lat and then you see the hurt business coming down to help. Lashley by himself destroys them before the hurt business gets into the the ring. Yeah, I'm like, what the I mean, fuck is this? I mean, the um, huh. retribution was an angle that could have saved early on. They could have saved it weeks ago, and they just and they just made it worse. Now it's a joke. The costumes don't help. What they should have did is they should have unmasked them all. And and went, and went with that. Mustafa Ali is the leader as Mia Yim, as Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, because the, the un- stories are there. Just unmask them. Stop, you know? Don't give them these stupid-ass costumes, stupid-ass names. Mustafa Ali, you know, he wasn't pushed. And he was pushed to the side when he got injured. Uh, Dijakovic, after he had his great matches with Keith Lee, they had nothing for him. Um... Uh, Mia Yim could, <clears throat> Mia, Mia Yim to be after her husband or her boyfriend left. They had nothing for her. Uh, what's his name? Shane the, Thorne. Shane Thorne. Since after his, his partner left, yeah. they had nothing for him. They threw him to the side. The stories are so fucking simple. It's yeah. not that complicated. We and, haven't said that in a while. Yeah, and, you know, and they could have just like done something like really fucking simple here, but they, they do this, and then now they're just burying them. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I'm not even going to rate that match because it's not worth it. Made me angry. I almost got as angry at this as you get at FTR. God, no. <laughs> you, 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 will, you will never get that angry. And the main event. Though, this honestly, the women's match should have been the main event. But this match wasn't bad, though. No, Randy I think Orton, they did great work. It was Randy just... Orton defeated Drew McIntyre to capture the WWE Championship yeah. for the 14th time or 15th. Yeah. Wasn't a bad match. For I want to say the 14th. Um, they both put in great work. They put in great work. It, again, like the first Hell in a Cell, I thought this was just too long. Like, what was the whole point of them going to the top? There was no point of that. They went to the top, they did a big brussel, and then climbed back down. Yeah. They could have... that. They, they spent like 10 minutes up there. They could have cut that whole bit out, just have them climb up the one side, and then drop... Who, who dropped? It was, it was Drew who got dropped, yeah. right? And just have them drop before they climb to the top. You, you, you didn't need all that shit up there. It was like, it was too long. Other than that, I thought they did good work. I thought it, was, I thought it worked. I thought Orton looked good. I thought Drew looked good. You know? Well, Keep I've been playing Drew McIntyre since the NXT days. Listen, I, Drew's a great wrestler. He, he is. is. I just it's think just he won his, the title at the wrong time. His character is just doesn't work. Like, he he's not... He doesn't connect. 
And unfortunately, it's even harder. When you don't have a crowd. To yeah, to, when you don't have a crowd. But he as a when it when there was crowds, he doesn't connect as well as like a, someone who's good at on the mic or whatever. You know? and, which stinks because he is a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. He's, I'm not you know, he's, like you said, he's a great wrestler. All right, so before we talk, before we get to the main event, let's, jump, let's skip ahead to Friday. Let's talk about SmackDown real quick. All right. This, we're just going to highlight it. You right. watch Roar. I know you don't want to talk about it because it was bad. Listen, um, Retribution. There was a match between Retribution and the Hurt Business. And uh, it was like a like a, like a preview of Survivor Series. Or they were doing like a Survivor Series elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatal 4-way type of thing. 8-way, whatever. And uh, and uh, Mia Yim, or Rec... Or, Reckoning. Reckoning is out there helping them. And uh, at one point, she gumps on the apron, and her distraction is she starts twitching out like she thinks bugs are on her. And then she gets in the ring, and she's like twitching, like convulsing and shit like that. And then that somehow causes like one of them to get pinned. And I'm like, what? And then, of course, they lose that whole fucking match. So yeah, that that's raw. Yeah, fuck you, John, for making me watch that. Sorry. <laughs> so I want that's the reason I did because I know I know I know I'll be able to through it. So I watched. We, we both watched SmackDown. You weren't supposed to watch it, but you watched it anyway. Yeah. Um, SmackDown was really good. I hate to say I can't. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, the, I, some I think of it they got I hated. Some good main event stuff going on. It's just everything in the mid card is still kind of garbage. Yeah. So the show opened up. Real, I'm gonna try to blow through it. Roman Reigns and Google, Jay Uso in the ring already. Roman Reigns coming. That Jay has to acknowledge him as the tribal chief. Hmm. So they go through the whole thing. Where you know Roman's like, "I love you. Like, I know you hate me." Go by did it because I love you. The whole thing. Hmm. Then you have to the end of the night to, to you know to na- name me the tribal chief, whatever. Yeah. And to become uh, his indentured servant. Yes. Which was a step they added like very late before her. <laughs> Hell in a Cell started. Um, the opening match, Roman um, Kevin Owens defeated Dolph Ziggler in a great match. Was, I forgot really how good Kevin Owens it was really is. Good, yeah. Owens has been consistent throughout this. Yes. I'll say that much. And they could do so much more with him. Yeah. Um, I don't. I remember they had, they had a sick dad. He's of, wearing jeans now, which I don't. Understand. Yeah, I saw that. He's, and I know he's been using a stunner as a finisher for a while. Yeah, yeah. Which is which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because I know a lot of wrestlers are handing off their finishers their gold, to, to young wrestlers to continue that legacy. So mm. that's, ooh. Got how she was, too. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. All right, old man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> dirty old man. <laughs> now it's Dirty Jerry Lola, who's right there probably oogling. Um, they, had a, they, they did a uh, triple threat women's match. Bianca Belair defeated Billy Kay and Italia during yeah. her spot in the Survivor Series match. Yeah. They're, they're built. They're gonna start building her up now as a champ, as a, as a legit contender, Bianca Belair. Yeah, and she deserves it. Yeah, because she's talented as fuck. Well. Uh, yeah, hopefully, um, Street Profits defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Mm. It was forgettable. Yeah, I wish Cesaro was so damn good. He he keeps getting stuck in tag teams. Yeah. I want to see him get a legit title in somewhere. Unfortunately, it won't be here. <laughs> like a singles run, it won't be. Yeah. Here. Um, they, they're doing this angle with Mysterio. I mean, I know about the angle with Mysterio and Dominic and Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy. And people are offended by it. Like, they're outraged by it because of Aaliyah. She's 19. She's of age. 
Yeah. What I, do you get? That 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 that's the speaking out movement run amok because she's nineteen. She's an adult. She can go to war and fight for your country. Yeah. She can carry a gun. You know, go to war and shoot people. Why people just want because Buddy Murphy's thirty three. Yeah. So people that's why people are with. So she's legal. Yeah. I think that's reaching. I think they're just reaching with that. Yeah, they, they are. They, people are looking for a reason to be pissed at WWE. Yeah. Those are WWE haters. The people that hate WWE mean hate them with a passion. They're looking for another reason to shit on them. I don't know. There's like a weird sect of wrestling fans that just hate everything. Yeah. Like, I, there's a quick tangent. There, there's an AW Facebook site, and they just hate everything. They hate AW, they hate WWE. Like not everyone, like, but the people come on and complain about WWE on this AW Facebook page. Then people come on this AW Facebook page to complain about AW stuff, and then they troll on people who who like a certain AW thing or a certain WWE thing. I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, see, we just hate each other here. See, my problem is I don't. We love we love wrestling. Yeah. We just love wrestling. WWE, NXT, we love wrestling. Yeah. But we criticize when it's due because we love it. Because yeah. we, we want to see we want to see it get better. Like We criticized NXT for a while early on because it, like it felt like Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But now it's starting to go back to the way NXT is. It's starting to feel like NXT now. The way NXT used to be. I mean, not all the way, of course, but yeah. it's starting to feel like it more. But... We should, as wrestling fans, you can't love everything that your favorite promotion does. You can't. No. Because sometimes it's pure garbage. Yeah. AEW, most of AEW does a lot of good. A lot of what AEW does is garbage. Like some of the stuff you're like, okay, really? They, like the whole thing with Miro, really? Yeah. Really? You're going to do that? Yeah. So you're allowed to criticize, but don't just go on random page I hate on everything you can't hate everything yeah. like even as much as we hate Smack WWE Smackdown's a really good show oof Smackdown's a really good show it's not bad Raw is garbage but it does have moments the matches are good it's just stuff in between the matches that is garbage yeah I mean I would yeah I mean yeah can't argue <laughs> that shit's garbage yeah so the main event for SmackDown. Oh, real quick about yeah. SmackDown. Um, they were on FS1 this week. And uh, their rating, which happens every year. Because it was World Series and all that shit yeah. going on. Um, was like eight. They didn't, they didn't hit the million mark. Um, because they were on a different network and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know if everybody that has Fox has FS1. But it's it's still a huge network, right? Comparable with TNT, right? And they moved to that network, right? And they make uh, they lose they don't make the two million thing, you know, which is why people are talking like the argument isn't about and we'll get to more ratings later, because um, NXT did good. Um, the the argument isn't so much more about NXT. In AEW, it's it's the other shows now, right? And where they where they compete in the in that situation. Um, so I thought that was interesting to see like that number, you know, and where they where they fall with that number. Um, 
What else we got? Oh, so, okay, so the, I'm sorry. Yeah, you. I don't know when you're gonna be done. So the main event, um, with a Survivor Series qualifying match, Jay Uso defeated Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Good match. Daniel yeah, Bryan's one of the guys that he's he came out I think last week and said his his run as a full time competitor is almost over. Mm-hmm. His job is to get people over now to move storylines along. Yeah. That's it. And I'm fine with that. He you know, he's gonna be a backstage guy now and he did that he has a mind for it, that's where he, that's where he should be his next role. Yeah. So after the match was over, Roman came out and Jay's like, I'm in. He goes, You're right, I was wrong. After that, he went full heel. Yeah. What I love, I'm going to go back in a second, but what I loved about this is that Roman just looking at him, just stared at him, looked at Daniel Bryan, looked at him, and Jay knew what to do. And just totally obliterated Daniel Bryan and yeah. joined the tribe. Yeah. Like he acknowledged Roman as a tribal chief. And I think the plan going forward is when Uso, when Jimmy comes back, that they get, they're going to get repackaged a little bit too to fit in more with Roman. Like wrestle without shirts, new music, whatever. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Now, going back real quick, I forgot to mention it. What I love about heel Roman Reigns. Remember when we were talking about Roman Reigns' pro- lack of promo skills? And I always go back to his NXT stuff where he didn't talk a lot, but when he did, mm-hmm. it, it was powerful. Yeah. The way Roman Reigns did his promo to open up SmackDown, I loved it. He didn't talk a lot. He's very few words. It felt impactful. It felt natural. Yeah. It didn't feel scripted. Yeah, it was. Was, his voice oh, yeah. was very, it was scripted but didn't feel it it was very low like like I'm the boy I'm the tribal chief I don't have to raise my voice to you mm-hmm. I don't gotta scream I don't gotta yell I yeah, don't I mean, say what I gotta say it's easier to be natural as a heel it is because you don't have to say the things that people want to hear or you just gotta say what you gotta say just say the, the simple things right fuck you I'm in charge and fuck you too right and that's it but as a face, it's a bit harder to do a promo because you gotta, you have to grab the audience and have them like you, you know. So you gotta say, "Hey, everybody! Hey, New York!" You know, you gotta you know get the the local city. You pop, gotta do the cheap pop. You gotta do you know, the cheap, cheap pop. Pops, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and you gotta get them behind you. You have to make fun of the bad guys. And, you know all that shit. You know, and get, to get the audience cheering for you and make, maybe create a new cheer and whatever. You know, whatever. You know, so it's harder. It's easier. I, I think Jericho has said that. Like when. When he first became heel, it was like everything just opened up for him. Right. As as his promo skills, you know. I mean, that's not granted. That's not a hard and fast rule because some guys are faces and do great promos. Oh, but yeah, those are naturals. Right, shit, right, you know? right, like, right. My, uh, Moxie, you know, dude's a face. Does great fucking promos, you know. John Cena does great promos. John Cena, yeah. It's funny whenever John Cena was gone for a while, when he came back, I'm like, damn, I forgot how good he was on the mic. Yeah. John Cena was always great on the fucking mic. Yeah. But anyway, see, yes, I love Ro- heel Roman. I love the way he doesn't raise his voice, no smile. He he's natural at it. He's a natural heel. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's better as a heel. He's he, that's his that's his spot. He's a natural bad guy, and I hope they leave him like that for a while. It's uh, it's, it's, sure natu- it's natural. He, I feel as though though that they're trying to face Orton right now. I don't mind that. Because one works both ways. Or Orton as a face works just as well as a heel. Because they have him go against the fiend now again. And they're doing that whole fucking shit again. And Hey, you mentioned Chris Jericho. Yeah. And um So they're doing Orton versus the Fiend, so you gotta assume he's gonna come out of that as the face. But you never know events. 
Yeah. Like, his faces act like heels, and his heels act like faces. So I'm not sure what the fuck the situation is. Because apparently Orton and Roman are going to go against each other. At Survivor Series. At Survivor Series. If, you know, if they're the champion at Survivor Series. You know, that whole gimmick. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that shit. Yeah, so like, so SmackDown's a good shit. SmackDown, SmackDown might be close to Must Watch Fridays. Like, I'm... It, SmackDown got enough in, got me in enough that I want to watch it again next week. Like I'm looking forward to watching it. Will it be as good as this week's? I don't know, but I'm, I want to watch it. I kind of want to watch it. It's, I mean, it still has a long way to go. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? It was outside like the, some of the crap, other crap they did. Like mm-hmm. like as much as the Aaliyah thing is kind of interesting, she's just horrible. Like I like acting. Oh, I mean, that, it does. It does. It feels very forced. It I might think get that be- stuff is fine. I think that stuff is entertaining enough. You know, it, it's that soap opera stuff that they're throwing in there. Which is, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. mind that stuff. And you know, you're probably gonna get a good match between Murphy and Rollins. You know, you always, yeah, Rollins has a had one was one of those guys that is, that just makes everybody look good. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. So, yeah. all right, so let's get to the main event of the day. Wednesday Night Smarks, where we shoot review AEW and NXT against each other. And it's keep in mind, it's just our opinions. And if you don't like it, you're wrong. You can go fuck yourself. I'm being the hill. See that? See how easy that was? Proper promo right there. Uh, And uh, let's get on. Uh, Before we go into shows, do the, the ratings talk. And the ratings are interesting again. Yes. Uh, AEW did 781,000, uh, getting a 0.32 in the demo, so making them 12 for the night. NXT shot all the way up to 876,000, getting 0.16 in the demo, making them 21st in in the for the night for that demo, and making them it within the top 50. And it's been almost a month. So this was good. It was a good night for NXT for sure. And, and the show was great. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, it was a good night for NXT the, uh, to, to finally get back in the demo. Uh, it does say a lot that most of the time when they reach this high of a number or get this high, it's always a gimmick thing. Right. You know? That's something they have to work past. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because it's always like here's takeover for free, you know that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, which you know, which which might not be a bad idea, but they they could burn a lot of matches really See, fast w- doing that. What 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 I never understood though is it would say they like this week Halloween Havoc, hmm? like they they're not bringing back people next week to see the fallout from Halloween Havoc, like the people aren't com- aren't gonna come back. That's the problem. I, That's I don't the get, problem. And I don't yeah. get why. Like, if I'm a wrestling fan and I watch that show, I'm like, okay, well, I want to see what's going to happen next. A lot of stuff happened. Why wouldn't you watch it the next week? I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. I think a lot of it has to do with that it's on a network the next day. It's I don't not know if on those the network, network the next network, day. Number, network numbers. Yes, it is. Take it takes two, two it, days. You know, people, my people are still waiting. I think people adult, that watch AEW Live will wait till NXT is on the network and because network numbers aren't counted... We don't know how many people are actually watching NXT. I still think that's something to do with it. Nah, because again, the network doesn't have that many subscribers to even matter. Yeah, you know? but it has enough. 
that it could that it could bump up NXT's numbers to beat AEW's numbers. What I'm saying, nah. it's, not, it's not gonna have a million subscribers, but if it has a quarter of a million, two hundred fifty thousand subscribers, yeah. and they all watch NXT on Friday because they didn't watch it on Wednesday, or even a quarter, say a hundred thousand of them watch NXT on Friday because they didn't watch it on Wednesday, that still bumps up NXT numbers. But that's the point of it, though. They're they're not they want the live views. That's why that that number matters. Right, but the point I'm trying to make though is people could DVR AW. They're not going to get the DVR numbers, although DVR numbers are counted later. It, it takes a couple of weeks. I, I think that, but I think people prefer to watch the AW live because AW doesn't replay it, and they watch the replay of NXT a couple of days later. So I think there's wrestling fans that want to watch both, but only watch the show that's live because then because they no, can, they know they can watch NXT two days later. No, that's not true because. Like, if you count the AW DVR numbers, their numbers go up to the millions, right? Um, but that that's, like, a harder number to configure because it takes a couple of weeks before they can get those numbers, the DVR numbers. Right. It's always, like, a week or two behind. So they don't really count that for for this situation. And their numbers go up to millions. NXTs don't, you know? I, it... Again, you kind you kind of make my point that NXT people aren't DVRing it because they know they can watch on a network two days. But that's a DVR number; they don't count that. It's the same as AEW getting going into millions, but they're not counting those millions or anything like that. And I'll be honest with you; I think a lot of people don't watch NXT because they hate WWE that much that they want to give they don't want to give NXT those numbers, even though they know NXT puts on a good show. I think they'd rather just watch highlights because they don't want to give NXT those numbers. No, I don't think they care. I, think that's, I don't think, I think anyone's that's, sitting like, I don't want to give them like I, uh, a Nielsen rating. Fuck no, them. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You're 100% wrong. There's no way because people are that concerned. Go, if you go on some of these group pages... I don't on, care. No, that's... Hold on, let me finish. If you go on some of these group pages, yeah. the AEW group page, especially AEW group page, because I don't follow NXT group pages, I'm not, I'm not in any for some reason, they... Some of these AEW fans, whenever AEW beats NXT in ratings, they brag about it like they've won the fucking World Series. Personally, won the World Series. I think that has something to do with it. I, I could be wrong, but I think that has something to do nah, with it. Nah, nah. I do. There, huh? There's no subsection of fans that are like, uh, you, I don't want to give them a Nielsen rating. You'd be surprised. <laughs> no fucking way. You'd be surprised. No, no. That's you'd reaching, be, dude. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's reaching. You'll be. I'll, you know what I'll do? I will copy and pay. I will screenshot some of the comments and fans. I don't about care rating. about comments. That's well, what I'm saying is there are, comments, people, there are people like that out there, and I think they they don't watch WWE because it's WWE, regardless of what, if it's NXT or not. They just don't watch it because they don't they don't like they hate WWE. I think I think there is a subset of people like that. They just don't watch it because of of its WWE product. And they're, and they're boy and they're quote unquote boycotting WWE. Okay, I mean that's their choice, but I don't think that's think a that's number a fa- that factors what I'm is, is. I think people aren't watching anything now because the wrestling is bad or good. Is watching they're not watching because of WWE. It could be the greatest show on earth, but I mean but they're the, not watching. The point is WWE. they're not watching. Right. That's all that matters. But are they not watching because they're watching AEW? Or they're not watching because they just hate WWE. Regardless, they're not watching, and that's. And they they have if they're not winning them back or whatever, they're not watching. That's the point. They're not watching the show. Which I think, which I personally think is a damn shame because the last few weeks NXT has been really good. The um, last couple of weeks. So it's it's good. So they they got into the twenty first. So it was a good number. Um, now they got to keep that going. 
Yeah. Also, also, this is more than just the the numbers win and getting into the top fifty. They also beat AEW, and um, usually for AEW, it's almost a clean sleep except for the top the the plus fifty. The old the old, the old people. The olds. Um, the old folks. Home. But this week, NXT beat them in the twelve to thirty four bracket, uh, which is important. Right. You know, not by much, but they did beat them. So that's like you know this is this makes it interesting. Um, I I do hope that they are able to grab it. Like if they go back town to six hundred thousand and shit like that again, or six hundred fifty, whatever they. Oh wow. my lord! Um, you know, like you know, like what they were doing pre Halloween Havoc. Right. You know, it, it just you know it's it's an indictment of the gimmick shows, and they might do more gimmick shows, um, because of it. Mm. Excuse me. Um, again, that, and that. again, this is also this wasn't this was the, the reason why you probably will see a drop in number is that this, if you look at the numbers, kind of shows that this was probably all the people who watched SmackDown and Raw, who saw the commercials about Halloween Havoc and the nostalgia, and they're like, let's watch it, and they went over to watch it because if you notice, this wasn't something like they didn't take away from AW, AW's numbers went up. This week as well, you know, about I think thirty or forty thousand something. Like Which that. I don't get. So a does both the numbers go? Where did where were all these people on both sides the other weeks watching you know, Raw and SmackDown? Because they, if you watch Raw and SmackDown, you'll see it for for months or not months, like for for weeks now. They've been showing Halloween Havoc commercials. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a fan of wrestling. You know Halloween Havoc. The nostalgia's there. Yeah. So they say Wednesday is going to be a new Halloween Havoc. They're going to watch it. I and that's what you got. I think you got a bunch of SmackDown and Raw fans, diehards. Like, Yo, let me watch this new Halloween Havoc that they're doing. And they came over to watch. You watch Raw every week, right? Yeah. Regardless, more or less. Begrudgingly. Do they advertise NXT at all? Yeah. Forget the Halloween Havoc. Outside the Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Um, Do they promote the matches for the week? No, because... NXT doesn't promote the matches for the week for the most part. They'll, they'll start promoting them throughout on the social media. Right, but, but, so but they do do a commercial. Do do. I said do do. They do. <laughs> you said do do. <laughs> they do put commercials out there for, especially when there's like big events coming up, like takeovers and shit like that. I'm talking about for like a regular weekly NXT show, run of the mill NXT show. Yeah, there is commercials for it. Yeah, and they say, yeah. hey, come, tune in on Wednesday. I think, I think they should. I think it would benefit NXT to book their shows early and have Raw promote the show on Monday. Don't tune like this week NXT, uh, NXT on one, yeah. on Monday NXT to say this Wednesday Tommaso Ciampa finally goes one on one with the Velveteen Dream and they show after the war after the wars with Kushida and after the feud Kushida and Velveteen Dream Ciampa finally gets Velveteen Dream one on one. Yeah, but Dakota Kai and 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 Ember Moon finally get a chance to go one like they yeah. promote it like that. Get the magic promoted like that. People might tune in. Then. Yeah, that was the thing I brought up last week. They they don't do that. Like you don't know what's happening next week on NXT until during the week because they want to use for whatever reason. It's more important for them to use social media right to which, promote that shit. Which, which I mean. Put it on. You you have a show, a horrible show that's still getting over almost two million views. Yeah. Advertise your show on there. Yeah. 
I mean, this Monday on Raw, they could advertise a lot for Wednesday. Yeah. A lot, which we'll get into, that happened in NXT. Um, you could push for Wednesday to find out what's going to happen. And they, and they can still use social media for that. Like, right. you can you can prepare, say, hey, this is what you're going to get next week on, like, this Wednesday. Like, next Wednesday, you're going to get this show, this, you know, the majority of the card. Not the entire card. Right. But the majority, Right. You know, because that's how AEW does. You get, you know, what's coming for the most part. The important stuff that's coming next week, and every so often you'll see like they'll add a match or two. Right. Um, you know, so NXT should do that, and then use social media to like here's a promo from Kushida, you know, promoting the match he's gonna have next, you know, on Wednesday. Right. And shit like that. You know, but they for whatever reason it's more important enough to announce the matches yeah. and the contestants for this match. Using Twitter and Facebook and shit like that. I feel like WWE's hurting themselves, but they're definitely hurting themselves by doing it the way they do it. Yeah, they're hurting NXT. I, so, like I, I don't think they care. Like I think it's just there to mitigate AW at this point, or even from the beginning. Yeah. All right. So let's get to y'all. Um. Um. I you um I start you started last week, so I'll start this week. Yeah. So this was Halloween Havoc. We wa- we'll watch. We watched. Halloween Havoc what we do on the other show yeah. and remember the set that looked like Halloween the set they had for that show exact same set I had the blow up pumpkin in the middle of the ring yeah. had like a stage set up with like a graveyard on it all kind of cool stuff set up it yeah. looked cool it was nostalgic right which and was Chauncey, the gist of the show and Chauncey Blackheart was in full costume looking sexy as hell with the wheel yeah for the spin the wheel match I thought she was great yeah, she, oh, for, she as awesome. the host I thought she was good yeah she did a great job she didn't talk too much she only, she only talked what she had to yeah she had like 30 seconds at a time or yeah which was yeah. great yeah. I mean not that she's not great on great on the mic but it worked like they kept everything outside of the ring to a minimum yeah so they opened up with Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano in a spin the wheel match Johnny Gargano um, Damian Priest came out with a guitarist doing his his entrance music yeah I don't know who the guitarist was I thought it was Zach Wild from um, Zach Wilde from Black Label Society. That's what I thought it was. Uh, I, I never bothered to look it up. I think I read somewhere like Mountain Rock. Rock Mountain. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, but I, when yeah. I first saw it, I'm like, holy shit, that's Zach. Zach Wilde used to play guitarist. used to be guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. too. I'm like, that's dude, that's from Black Label. I'm like, that, they would say his name if that was mm-hmm. him. Because he's a, he's a, he's a star, mega star. Yeah. So then Gargano came out, and Gargano came out dressed as, as the pumpkin from uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas yeah. I forgot, Jack Skeleton. Yeah, Jack Skeleton. And on his way out, he popped the balloon. Oh, yeah. That was a total heel move. He caught the balloon, yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. And the match became a devil's playground match. Basically, no count on oh, disqualification. Wait, wait. What did, did you say what um, Damien came out as? What did he come out as? Sting. Oh yeah, because he had like it wasn't the scorpion that was going down his leg, but it was like notice, skeletons going down his leg. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was Sting. So, he should have put face paint on. Yeah, at least like maybe like the half of his face or something. Yeah. Like um, Legado del Fantasma does later. Yeah. Um. So basically, no no count, no DQ, false count anywhere. Yeah. And Priest did do a tribute to Sting early in the match with three Stinger splashes. Yeah. Which let me tell you, that dude oozes talent. Yeah, I love. Uh, I think he's he's been good ever since he got the title. He's he's been really good. Yeah, and he. And um, he... I'll say this. I thought well, it was always funny when they announced the Devil's Playground thing. They said a false count anywhere. And what was the other rules? False count anywhere. No, no, no count. No disqualification. False count anywhere. They said no count out. I was like, it's a false count anywhere match. Yeah. Why you gotta say no count out? I guess th- I guess they just had to emphasize it. They I don't know. there is. There is precedent for that, though. B- 
because there was a WCW match where Bam Bam Bigelow got counted out in a false count anywhere match. Really? Yeah, I, I read about as, as I was wondering like why they said this. I read about that, and I wonder also, why WCW failed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I wrote down a bunch of the highlights, but like my scribbling. So, Gargano did a senton off. The, at one point, they ended up on that top ramp where the graveyard thing is. Yeah. Gargano did a nice fucking senton off of that. Dude, dude is talented. Gargano's another one that's really talented. That brings out the best in fucking everybody. Well, Gargano is uh, legit one of the best workers. Yes. In wrestling, period. And he could, I was worried when they made him a heel that he wasn't going to play the role right. Hmm. But damn, he's good as a heel. No, I knew he was going to be good. And he did that reverse neck breaker on Priest on the stairs. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. That was a nice move to pull off. And Priest did a reverse suplex into a bro, onto a broken arrow on the announcer's table. Yeah. They, both of them both of them showed out for this match. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like... It was it was a good plunder, you know. It was a good plunder match. You know, I love a good plunder. Yeah. Um, I I just didn't like the ending. The finish was kind of well, they, a little bit, but like the, the ending was somebody came out dressed in a scream mask. Yeah. To help Johnny win the match. Yeah. The story, the the rumor was that was supposed to be uh, Hartwell. Yeah, Andy Hartwell. Under the mask. Yeah. And she at the end of the show, which I'll get to later, she was both on mask. Unfortunately, she's one of the people that's in the COVID. Yeah. Quarantine. Yeah, it doesn't so mean she has it. We're not reporting right. that. But she may have been exposed or they just want to be safe and not have her. So we don't know who's under the mask. It doesn't matter. It's going to be Indy Hartwell. That's the story right now. That's going to be her under the mask when all said and done. Which Definitely. moves that story. That'll be around. dumb if they say it's Indy Hartwell. Why? There was obviously a dude <laughs> under that. No, it might be two people. It might be it might be Indy Hartwell, maybe Tommaso. Or maybe Austin Theory or some shit like that. It looked yeah. like Austin Theory on that day. But yeah, I was like, mm, this not, uh, they better not say that's Arnett Hartwell. Um, but it might be, but I think definitely the second match, the second time she did, I think that was definitely a woman under the bed because it, it was a small person. I don't think so. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and uh, the there was that where she, or whoever it is under that mask came out. And then uh, the the foam fucking uh, tombstone. Yeah. I was like, ugh. And then, you know, he falls and then he gets the count out. Um, and I don't mind uh, Gargano winning it because uh, I from what I've read this is going somewhere I, yeah you know it's not over between these two I think no, they're, definitely they're, not. they're leading to that. something and I'm like alright alright I'll wait it up um I only went three and a half on this no, I did the same yeah because I didn't mind the plunder I just hated the fact the part that cracked me up was when they had the coffin up and Johnny got got open. They got scared. That's oh, right. And he was, super kicks the the, yeah. the guy that comes out. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't love this match. If it was like a no count, no disqualification match, false without all the all the Halloween stuff, on, I probably mm. would have ranked it higher. I think the Halloween stuff, while it was fun in a bubble, it took me out of it a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like. And then, we, like you said, the the the, the plaster um, tombstone, yeah, like some of that stuff. I was like, oh. the match was good though. A lot of plunder. Just that took me out of it. Yeah, I know, I know, and I think that's why I enjoyed it. I the whole show. Right, I'm saying they. It's is that I took my I put it in the bubble. This yeah. is Halloween havoc. Right. I put it in that bubble, and I said, like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy it within this bubble. There's still stuff of this show. I was like. Even in a bubble, you're fucking it up. But, but there's still other stuff that you, 
I was like, I normally would not like this, but in its bubble, I'm loving it. Uh, we'll um, get to that other stuff later. Yeah, I, I, I might know what you're talking about. I'm not sure, though. But <laughs> Johnny's the new North American champion. I said three and a half. If it was a regular match like this, a plunder match where with chairs and everything, I probably would have ranked it higher. Yeah. But, the, you know, the whole thing with the, with the tombstone, I think, kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, that was the only problem, really, was mostly really was that. The, the interference... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the foam tombstone that I crumbles honestly, as soon as it touches him. It would have been cool if the interference got together and it was, it was Tommaso because that would have kind of brought everything around a little bit. I almost thought it was Tommaso. I thought, oh my, I thought it was going to be Tommaso when he was lip, take off the shirt. Because that Tommaso. would bring them around. Yeah. Tommaso champ for all the crap they went through over the years, they're on the same page. They're finally on the same page. I don't want them ever being on the same page. I want I, them to be mortal enemies for life. I don't. Anyway... They try to kill each other. Now, like, there, there was a spot somewhere. I didn't write it down. Let me see if I did. Before I... I did. There was a... They did a backstage thing where a bunch of the... Bunch of, uh, it was... um, uh, It was... um, oh, Fuck his name. Drake and Dane. Dressed up as different wrestlers from the old WCW thing. Being interviewed. I forgot who was who. One of them was somebody came out just as the Shockmaster. It it was fun. I mean, people probably shit on it because oh, you bring back cheesy WCW characters. But because of it wasn't in the ring and Dane and Maverick didn't wrestle, it was fun by itself. It really was. I now that you know, I like how Killian Dane at first. Hated Drake Maverick, and now he's kind of falling in line to Drake Maverick's line of thinking. I don't. I know, unfortunately, I know how WWE is, and they're probably gonna put the belts on him at some point. And um, I don't want to see that. I just don't. They're a cool comedy act. That's about as far as I want to see them go. A comedy act. I don't want to see them go any further than that. So, yeah, uh, Dane was um, Shockmaster. Drake was Hogan. But who can't, so who, but no, no, Dane wasn't Shockmaster. Yeah, Dane was? Yeah, he was Shockmaster. Uh, there, were three, there were three people there, right? Oh, uh, the other two that came out, I don't know who they were. I think they were probably performance people. Okay. But one came out as the giant, the wearing the giant thing. Oh, the Yeti and the, um, the Yeti. Yeah. yeah, okay. And the other guy was, they, they, they literally redid the whole thing where they humped Hogan, remember? Yeah. That, that was the whole thing. I, I couldn't doing. remember who Dane was Hogan. I mean, um, Drake was Hogan. Drake, Drake was Hogan, yeah. Um, yeah, because he's talking about, oh, my two-point inch uh, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, look, I said, you stepped away for a second. Yeah. If they had done this during, for a match, I would have been, I probably would have hated it, but they did it backstage and they had fun with it. It's Halloween. I was fine with it. Yeah, again, Halloween Havoc, I enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is funny. Okay. Long now, term, I don't like it, but for and this I, moment... I said, what you want. I think WWE, hope NXT's plan isn't to put the tag belts on Dane and Maverick. Odds are, they're yeah. probably going to do it. Yeah, odds are. All right, next up, Pat McAfee comes to the ring with with the new NXT tag champion, Birch and Lorcan. I know McAfee's good on the mic, but I was a little worried about this because now I didn't know what to expect. Your worries Holy. were unfounded, sir. Hell <laughs> yeah. I started watching and I'm like, holy shit. McAfee is amazing on the mic. And he's a heel yep. manager. 
whole. What I like about him in this faction, he could wrestle too. So when, when it comes to like tag matches, like six man, yeah, you just put it. him in quick, quick six mans, you know, because he's not. He was good in that one match, which was like a no DQ, which hit a lot. That of was his, Adam Cole match. Yeah, which hit a lot of his um right you know, deficiency. Deficiency. We put him in a six man tag. Six man, high, a couple he doesn't of, have to do much. A couple moves, tag out. A running. All right, I'm gonna say this. I know this is blasphemy to you. I kind of enjoyed Pat McAfee on the mic more than anything. I will fucking smack the shit out of you. I will Uricon your fucking face. Take oh, it back. Take it back. <laughs> no. Take it back. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die on this. I'm gonna die on this fucking hill. You are wrong, sir. I, I, I don't Take know. that back. It's all right, all right. Let me rephrase that. It's a different type of promo. Of course. But I kind of enjoyed it. It's enjoyable. It was one of my it's favorite fun. promos of the year. I don't know about that. But it's fun. He's fun. And I like he's that. He's funny. He's quippy. He explains what he needs to explain. Like hey, He's like, hey, the guy that took out my guy, I hired them to, to be them. my guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. He, I like that. Done. I like that. He, <laughs> and I like that. I like that too. Like the simplicity of it. Yeah. I did this because it is because it is because it is. Yeah. And I like that he called that into wrestling, internet wrestling community a little bit. Yeah, the IWC. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, oh, my like, dude. I'm like, my man, my man. Yeah. So he calls out. So um, Kyle O'Reilly comes out. Like he's, you know, because you know he wants revenge. You know, the whole thing. You know, they lost the belts. They know that Pat McAfee's the reason they didn't get a title shot. Whatever. Yeah. So he comes out with a chip. He comes out ready to fight this new faction, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to find out what their name is. Probably the brand. Which would be cool. I can live with yeah. that. So then Pete Dunn comes back. Which I'm, I'm actually pissed off. If they, it is the brand and he has that t-shirt for the brand. Isn't that something I always fucking say? He got to do it for the brand? Yeah. The motherfucker stole my shit. I, Pete Dunn looks jacked. Yeah, what the fuck happened to him? Well, I was just watching him the other day because uh, I was catching up. We didn't talk about UK. Oh. Um, we'll talk about the end of this. Yeah. Uh, a little special for everyone. Yeah. Um, at the end of the... Like, I was watching the UK stuff, and he and he looks good on there, but I was like, I guess maybe it's him in regular clothes or whatever. Dude is fucking ripped. Well, he, he's probably been sitting on his ass for months. He's like, I'm going to work out. Yeah, he went the other way. Some people go the other way. He went that way. He went the, the opposite direction. So he he went like, left. So Pete Dunn comes out with two chairs. Yeah. Like, he's ready to help help Kyle O'Reilly. Hand O'Reilly a chair. Like, I was, like there's going to be suspect. a fucking... I, I was, was too. I was, I was too. like, there's a chair. I was too. In WWE. So the minute Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> turned, went up a little bit, Pete Dunne took him the fuck out. Yeah. So that is Pat McAfee's faction. Yeah. Lorcan, Birch, and Pete fucking Dunne. Yeah. And honestly, I love that faction. That is a cool, that's a perfect faction. Like, that's a really good fucking faction. I mean, it's wait and see. I mean, I mean, me on paper. Got great people. Yeah, yeah. On paper, at the that they're all pure wrestlers. Like, they, 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 like none of them are like those flashy guys. They're pure wrestlers. Lorcan and Birch, they're wrestlers. Yeah. Pete Dunne, they re- like they're not like yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, the yeah. showmen. Like, they're, they're, they're shooters and technical guys. Right. Yeah. That and, and Pat McAfee is a great mouthpiece for them. Yeah. Like Pete Dunne's good on the mic. We've heard him on the mic. We've heard Lorcan and Burke. But they're good, yeah. but they needed a voice, and Pat McAfee is their voice. Yeah. So I'm. So now we're gonna get UE versus the brand. Maybe at War Games. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like this is probably gonna be a War Games thing. You know what? I can live with that. 
I guess. I mean, what else do they have? I can live with that. I have to live with it. (laughs) All right, so next up we had Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. I didn't like this. I went three. It was was all right. I went two and a half. It was just okay. It it wasn't like three minutes or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it was short. I was like, what is this? And they did a little the little little Ember Moon video package. This I liked. I yeah. did like this. Not as good as the previous ones, but I thought it was good. All right, and that is my first hour. Oh, your first hour ends after the town hall. Okay. So I didn't take notes on your show, so I'm doing it by memory. Anything I have to say? So show opens up. This is a taped show, and it was obvious because you can hear the canned audio. Yes, I noticed that. And I'm like, is that a canned audience or yeah. is that people actually... No, it's definitely canned for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Particularly in this open, when they opened up with MJF, it was like, this is so canned. Um, See, later I, on in the show, they kind of fix it, and but then it gets worse in other parts, and it gets better. Like I, That's why I don't like canned audio at all. Well, see, the problem with the AEW does it, the, the problem with AEW is like, when they do canned audience for the tape shows and they do the live crowd for the live shows, you notice the difference too much. Like and like NXT is canned every week a yeah. little bit. Like not NXT's gotten better at it where it's not doesn't it feels a little more natural but still canned. Not to me. But the problem either way, the problem with AEW when you go from canned heat, canned noises to live noises, it's such a difference. It's more noticeable. It's not consistent. I just don't like canned audio. I don't right, care. I don't care if you do it every fucking week like NXT does. What I'm it. saying is, at it's least it's every week is consistent. I don't know. That, that's not the worst part of it. It's just the worst part is that it's canned audio. Uh, anyway. You can't. You can't mimic like pops and stuff, stuff like that. It just doesn't work. Well, I think that's done mostly with the TV. So that that's yeah, on it, TV. yeah. That's obviously the reason. If why. it was a live show, like with a, with a, with a full crowd and they're doing mm-hmm. it, they're just doing it to make it seem like it's more exciting than it is. Mm-hmm. When it's an empty arena show like NXT is and like AEW is for the most part, they do that for the TV. Yeah, no, I understand just so why. I just I just don't like it. I just don't like. I it. don't like. It doesn't it. work. I don't like it on, in a regular world with a full crowd in the audience. Yeah. But stuff like this, I don't mind it as much because it's better than the sound. Yeah. Anyway, that's so, my hot take on that. <laughs> so, tape show, canned audio was the most noticeable thing, especially at this open. Uh, Dasha is interviewing MJF and Wardlow. Uh, MJF was, you know, they she asked about Wardlow possibly winning the title, and MJF was like, hey, you know, when he wins, I own him. He'll give me the title, and I'll be the champion. Um, kind of having that <laughs> whole... Like million dollar man type of situation. And I like Wardlow like Andre the Giant. Wardlow's like really dude. They're like okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. So building up to, you know, giving us little glimpses of still of that little feud happening, um, which I thought was good. Uh. And then Sammy Guevara comes out. Guevara. Guevara. Uh. Comes out. Uh. And he's doing like a face promo type of situation here. Uh. This was good too, and I kind of like the exchange that they got here. MJF is amazing. In his promos, uh, he gets better and better every week. Uh, so him, dumb building up to this uh, feud between him and Sammy and the, and the rest of the inner circle, I think is going to be good. Um, and this and this leads into Page uh, and versus Wardlow in the semifinal for the the the, the champion eliminator tournament. Well, I forgot what they call it. Um, which uh, Paige defeats Wardlow in a great fucking match. Um, that you had uh, 
Wardlow looked good in this match. Uh, Wardlow's fucking athletic. You can tell like he's the the now push. Like there, what I loved about this comparative to like WWE is that you got a clean finish here, and you got a definite finish. You know, you know, at the same time, uh, not only is Paige gone over from this match, but you also got Wardlow going over in this match. Because um, what it took for Paige to take him down, um, which I thought was great. You know, because he, um, what's his name, Paige, had to do two buckshot lariats in order to take him down. Right. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, and I think Paige has figured out a great way. I don't know what he's what he's doing different, but he's figured out a way to do that buckshot lariat really good. You know. It used to bother me when I used to see the buckshot layer because it's such a setup type of move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's such like a flash move that he does. Don't, yeah. don't, it feels like a setup because he has to jump outside the ring and, you, and, and your opponent shouldn't know he's going for it. Yeah. That's why it feels like a setup. I guess it's how they set up the opponent first, you know? Because look, Warlord wasn't expecting it. Right. So he came out of nowhere almost, technically almost, with the first one, puts him to his knee, and then he goes around really fast and does the second one and takes him down, and that's how he wins. Nice catch. Yeah. Um, the last couple of weeks, I've been saying that I don't like the idea of the tournament only because we know the end game is Paige and Omega. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I mentioned it already. Why couldn't... I felt like they only did this number one contenders eliminated tournament to make put more stakes in the match at, at full gear. Just to get us to full gear. Right, but they could they we we could have got to full gear, Page Omega full gear without the tour, the, the eliminated tournament. Ooh. You know, we could have got there. We could have just had Page and Omega coming out every week and winning matches like they're doing now. Without but now tour- you got a tournament. But you didn't need the tour- people the- love tournaments. <sighs> the, what's the same? Isn't that the same situation as just having matches? Now you got this tournament, yeah, and now you're you- also building up other wrestlers like but- Wardlow. Yeah, but you could Wardlow and Adam, Adam Page could have still beat Wardlow this week. It could have been the exact same match without the tournament. You still beat Wardlow. But now you got the stakes of the tournament. But you didn't. Now you have stakes. a reason for them to try, I guess. other than just having a random could, match. This isn't up to me. They're working their way up to this. Yeah. You know? All right. Um. Page. This this match represented like was what the present AEW versus the future of AEW, you know, because Page is the present, Wardlow's the future. Wardlow's the future heavyweight champion. That, that is going to be a, a champion. So. I. Dude's awesome. The dude's fucking athletic. Yeah. He has presence in the fucking ring. His moves look fucking awesome. Like, what else do you want? I, I think I said this last week. I like Wardlow. I think he's great. I just. Don't know if his future is with AEW. Only because AEW's got a habit of... They have no habits. Let me let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. They might... Like, they, they have, they have a, a tendency of signing WWE, XWWE talent, which is fine. Because that's what you do. But when they do that, some of their talent gets pushed down to make room for the superstar, the wrestler who's better than them. Like who? I'm not saying they haven't done it yet, but but you said it was they have a habit of that, so that means FTR, they have to have done it. They they could have put. I don't think when they started the the Pedro Omega thing, 
mean, look, they knew when they started the Patriot League, their end game was they were going to lose the belts and they were going to have a match. That was their end game. They knew that months ago. I don't think FTR was the team that was supposed to beat them. Well I don't think FTR was the team that was supposed to beat them. Okay. What, why did I post this? I think one of them dropped the blade. I want to see it later. All right, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna pause this. We're gonna pause this rant. We're gonna go back a little bit. Stop. Stop. I hit, I'm, oh my I'm, god! Hit, I'm hitting. St- I'm hitting oh, it, no. dude. I'm hitting the play button. I was hitting the play button. All right, button. let's continue. <laughs> we'll go back to that. I was hitting yeah. the play button and it didn't stop. I was. You saw me hitting the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, 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 like you don't believe me. Fuck <laughs> <No>. you. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Anyway, anyway. But you were saying about FTR. I just think... Again. <laughs> again. I, I, I rent on FTR a lot. I'm yeah. sorry. I think Warlow... I don't know if Warlow's... He'll be with them. He might win the TNT title. But I think if somebody big leaves WWE and goes to AEW, Warlow will get pushed down. But I don't know if you. What's the know. evidence of that though? Like, what makes I you just, feel that way? I just have a feeling. Like, like I don't. You said they have habits. Like, what's the habit of them doing something like that? Why is like I, when I was talking about FTR before? Hmm. Look, FTR deserved the tag belts. They're a really great tag team. But I don't know if that was, was that. I don't know if that was that, that whole thing with FTR and Adam Page. Like, was somebody supposed to be in that spot? Is my question. Like was best friend supposed to be in that spot to beat to beat Page and Omega for the belts to cause the breakup, and because FTR came in and they moved F- they, and they threw FTR right into that title picture and it pushed best friends down. So you you understand my point because if best friends was supposed to be that in that spot, but that can happen to any like anybody like. Whatever hired they, it's not they didn't put FTR in there because they're a former WWE team. Really, it's because they are the FTR. They've been building up to this storyline for years. Right, but they, but but yeah, this but, is because they're WWE guys. But if FTR, did, I'm not saying I'm saying they brought in a they brought in a better tag team. Well, then it's because they're a better tag team. But then it pushed the best friends aren't a bad tag team, and their best friends are over. But you but they're not best, over as FTR are, or were, in my my opinion. But they're not as over as FTR. They're just not. Not a, not as much as... You know, I love Best Friends, but I don't think they're over as FTR are. My, my point... You know, like the FTR versus the Bucks, even when the Best Friends were super fucking over, doesn't... It's not going to draw as much as FTR versus the Bucks. That's the match. That's the dream match that everyone wants to see. You know, so they built to that. You know? And then they're going to they'll do whatever they got to do with F, best friends and shit like that. They got to get the I, 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 yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I just um, don't know if... Well, I guess we'll watch the whole thing again. <laughs> I just don't know if Warlow's future as a world champion is in AEW. That's my opinion. That's my hot take. And I, I'm, well, I think he's great talent. I don't know if it's here. If it is, it's not going to be for a few years. Yeah, I mean, he's... They brought him in. Like, he's the star that they're creating. You know? He's their homegrown star. Yeah, and as of right now, the way they're pushing him, yeah, he's a future. He's a future champion. Okay. Um. Uh, Dirt Sheep particularly Page needed. To, yeah, he had a double up on his finish. The yeah again with this match particularly, I didn't like the crowd sweetening. Uh, it was it was good. I gave it four. Um. 
I'll go three and three quarters. I, I liked it. I said, you know, everything you said, I liked I just, I, I'm, I'm not going to go four on it. Only because the outcome, I, I know you hate when I do this, the outcome was predictable. You knew Adam Page was winning it. Like, I, there was no, I didn't see any scenario with Warlow winning this match. And for some reason, I took something out of it for me. I don't know why it shouldn't have. No, it shouldn't have. Like, that's, that's well, still the story a great match. Yeah. So I went three and three quarters, which is not bad. No, I went three and three quarters. That's good. Mox promo. Mox did a great promo slash video package type of situation here. Um, this was like right after workout, so he's like breathing hard and shit like that, which I kind of like. Got kind of like a little bit of realism here. And Mox promos always feel real. Why did he jerking off? No, he was in the gym. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Weirdo. Why would your head go that way? <laughs> Do you think about Mox jerking off? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, we assumed he was working out. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, it was a great promo. He's talking about how he's, you know, he, he crushes necks and egos and shit like that. And he's telling Eddie Kingston to protect your neck. It was a great fucking promo. Um, then they, this uh, flows into Eddie Kingston defeating Matt Seidel. Uh, they showed the bunny. They did a, they explained the bunny and how the bunny was just taking advantage of QT Marshall and shit like that. And uh, maxing out all his credit cards and shit like that. Uh so, building up a little storyline there. Um, before you, are you done with are you done with that match? I have a question. I just started the match. What's up? Well, talk to me after the match is over. So I got a question for you. Uh, after Matt Sydal? Yeah, after Matt Sydal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he does a quick promo. They also do a quick build. Like you can tell, there's a build between him and Lance Archer. Uh, so after that whole thing with um, uh, Moxley. After full gear, they're probably gonna lead. They're gonna go into a feud between Kingston and Archer. Uh, Kingston, I thought Kingston and Saida, I thought was a, a a really good match. I liked the finish a lot. Um, how he he beat the he beat up um, he submitted him right. Um, yes. Yeah, he submitted him, and then he does the bulldog choke, the same move that Moxie does, and and they got a microphone and he forced them to say "I quit." And he talked to him as if he was Moxie, pretending like he's Moxie and shit like that, which I thought was crazy. I thought it was good. Um, I did like that this match was really good. Like, it, it shows that he's more than just a mouthpiece, you know? And I hope they give him more matches like this. Uh, uh, but all in all, I gave it three and a half. Um, I'll go with that. Let me ask you a question. Yep. My, um, Eddie Kingston's good on the mic. He's great on the mic. Yeah. He's the best talker in a, probably AEW has. One of the best. One of the best talkers in wrestling. Okay. All right. Today. Calm, calm no, I'm down. Not right. In the ring, though. Like, is in ring stuff. Like, mm-hmm. between the roles, once the bell rings. He's good. He's not great. He's not spectacular. No, he's good. He's basic. He's basic. Okay, like, I look at this sh- match. I just want... My, the reason I like the way you love Eddie Kingston on the mic, I, I was curious what you thought of his ring ring stuff. No, I've, always, I've said basic. that before here. Okay, so I don't, yeah. remember, I don't remember you have said. Okay. No, yeah. His, his in-ring is, basic. is not something to be like, oh my God, unless you put him in a situation like the Cody match that he had. That was amazing because it was a no DQ. It was a hardcore match. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I am someone who watches death matches and I've seen his death matches and those are great. You know? Like, so if you put them in his matches in that, it can be amazing matches in those situations, like hardcore and stuff like that. His regular matches, basic. He, they're basic, and he, he's going to have to try hard to do something really good. Like, this match was really good. I liked it a lot. 
and it showed that he does have the skill and stuff like that. You know, and this was more of a story-driven thing because he's he's treating Matt Sydal like it's my like he's Moxley and shit like right. that. And Sydal is great too. So that also helped this match as well. You know, and Sydal is basically there to put people over. That's his role. He's like the jobber, Char- jobber to the stars. stars yeah, right. you know? which stinks. He's he's better than that. But that's his role. I mean, that's fine. It is yeah. what it is. Um, so and this worked. This match works, so I gave it three and a half. He's not, he's not the most amazing wrestler. He's not a Gargano, you know. He's not a Kenny Omega. He, but he can be amazing in certain situations. It was the best way I can explain him. I, I, I'll go with that. You know, read the Cody DQ match that he had, non DQ match. You know? Um, but but the thing that he brings is the emotion. Right. You know. He'll, he'll fucking talk you into a fucking match. Like, this this match between him and Moxie coming up had such little build. Like, it feels like the best like the best build thing right now uh, because of his promos, mostly. Um, after the Kingston match, we have a split-screen interview with Excalibur, FTR, and the Bucks. Um, Excalibur is with the Bucks. And... Uh, I didn't, I wasn't feeling this this interview. It, it wasn't was that great. It, was, it really wasn't. It wasn't bad or anything. Like it was basic and just got. They they pushed the whole thing with the the stipulation. They try to explain themselves. And I'm like it's too little, too late type of thing. Um, with the bucks on me, um, because, and then the bucks. Uh, they also announced the stipulation now. A new stipulation yeah, they to kind of raise the stakes. Uh, really. Uh, uh-huh. where if they lose this, they don't. They can't challenge for the titles um, ever again. Uh, um, no, I like it. It does add stakes to this match. Which um, means they're going to win the belts. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Because AW takes their steps seriously. I.e. Cody. Cody lost and he he never challenged for Which that title again. Which means the Bucks win in the tag belts. It doesn't mean that. It can happen. Or they could do another situation where maybe the Bucks and Kenny will be the first triples champion trio champion or some shit like that you know like they did with Cody uh, I, you know? I I heard that and I cringe and I cringe a little bit like they did they did that with Cody why are they doing it with 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 somebody else because they're trying to raise the stakes for this this title match you know the match is for the tag belt it's been built up for years it doesn't need any more stakes that to me that I don't know if that's overbooking but that's a case of adding a stipulation that you don't need no, it, this you didn't need, I do, you didn't need it. For it this. You did because, as you've, I'm sure, would agree, this match hasn't had that much of a heat. You know, you know, it didn't have much heat to it. It wasn't going in strong like like everyone expected it would. I'm sure it's going. People are going to watch it. I'm sure it is still a draw for Full Gear. Yeah, but you didn't need to add the extra stipulation to it. You know, just let it. It's you've been building this match up for years. Fuck the revival, young buck. You've been building this shit up for years. The mm-hmm. Twitter war. Then, then you put the belts on the revivals. And now the belts are for the, it's for the tag belts. You didn't need to add a third stipulation to it. We're gonna watch the match. We're gonna enjoy the match. You didn't need to add the stipulation to it. No, it's fine. It adds the stake. Adds more stakes uh, to it. I don't think yeah. so. I don't agree with that. I, I think it, you could left. It literally that. does. Like you could. Yeah, but I. It adds more stakes. Somewhere around here. After this, yeah, somewhere around here, yeah. You, I agree that adds more stakes to it, but you didn't need it. Yeah, it was an unneeded stipulation because it's just because this is the mag. It's for the tag belts. 
You didn't need the add this dirt stipulation to it. It didn't need. It didn't need to be in there. But it's also because they're trying to create heat here. It's you know they they pushed the idea that Matt is not good because his ankle's busted. They pilmanize his leg. You know, and the idea that remember they're trying to get the Bucks off as faces after weeks of doing this heel shit that they were doing. Which is that's, a, that's another thing I don't get. Well, a couple of things. Well, what, what just make this heal the Bucks out? Well, the idea I don't think was to heal them out. They, they, the idea was that they just wanted this edge that they felt they, they lost, you know. And I just felt like they didn't explain that as good as they have on no, BT yeah, and yeah, shit like that. The way they, the way they, they did the thing <sighs> with the Bucks. I mean, I don't like BT. What they were doing with them on Dynamite, they were making them heels, and yeah. now they're trying to say they're not heels. Either then I get they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to walk it back. The heel thing. They're trying to walk it back with them. Well, I think... Show me when it happens because I'm, I'm yeah, watching it. It's on somewhere around here. They're trying um, They're trying to walk back to turn the Bucks into heels. They I don't think they're that. trying to walk back. I think they're just trying to speed up the storyline that they were trying to say. I don't think they're trying to say they were heels. I think they're trying to say they just want their edge back that they never had. Not that they never had. That the edge that they lost. You know? Uh, that they had when they were when they were younger. When they were bullet club and shit like that. You know? You know, because they never gave a fuck about people or anything like that. They just did what they felt they had to do, and they, you know, they're the young bucks. They don't need anyone else, you know, because they've been fucked with by the FTR and their friends turned on them and shit like that. Jesus. And um, if he if he if he moved one second too late. Yeah. Um. So so I think the idea was to just show them as that and show them simple because the fucking BTE stuff shows that you know. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. A little blue. No, there might be something else. Um, we're trying to look for a blade that got dropped on. Uh, I think I just show. saw a blade fly. Right there. there it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So someone was supposed to cut. Good eyes. Yeah. Good eye, man. Um, <laughs> who was supposed to blade? You think Cena was supposed to blade here? Probably Orton. Uh, um, so now we got to watch you rev hand it back to him at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we get really distracted on the show. Yeah, so so I just think I just think they did a bad job not incorporating that BTE stuff more. I, I don't, maybe they assumed they had more time for it uh, to show more of it, but they I don't think they they utilized the time that they had to show them trying to be not really meaning to be heels. They right. just they just wanted their edge back because they did this great storyline with. Um, I'll talk about it maybe next week or something like that. But Dark, where Brandon Cutler wanted them to second him. Um, he wanted the Bucks to second him in his match, but they didn't come out. And they felt bad about that, you know? I think you talked about that. Yeah, but there, there's more to it and stuff like that. But there was this whole storyline that was going on there. You know, Brandon Cutler kept trying to get them back in page and, and them back together and stuff like that, you know? And they kind of show like the Bucks are doing this shit, but they don't really mean it, type of thing. You gotta watch BT for it. But that's the whole problem of this thing. The gimmick with the the Bucks is that they they didn't really incorporate a lot of that shit into the main show. And I think that's got lost in the translation of it. Um, so I think they they added this step to add more of that 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 stakes that should have been there from start to right. make them more faces because now there's there's more on the line for them. You know, and also if one of them is injured, so he's going to be selling throughout the whole match. You know. Um. After that, well, after that's so the town hall meeting, and 
the, it started out dumb and I didn't like it and then it, it got really good towards the end when they were going face to face to each other and this sets up the pay-per-view match between um, Jericho and MJF and if, 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 Jer- and if MJF wins he's in the inner circle yeah he's th- um, I have a prediction for this tell me if I'm, I'm probably you, you're probably thinking the same thing or do we I think that, that MJF joins the inner circle and kicks, and kicks Jericho out and he's MJF's the leader of the inner circle do you think that's gonna happen right away I think it's gonna happen at full gear at full gear I think what's gonna happen is Jer- MJF's gonna beat Jericho and after it's over, they're all going to be standing in a ring together, and MGF's going to signal something, and the entire circle is going to turn on Jericho, and MGF will be the new leader of the inner circle. Oh, possibly. Which I wouldn't I, mind. That would be kind of cool. I, I think they're going to linger it on a little bit longer. I think one of them is going to... I'm assuming MGF is going to win in some I don't, some way. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be something that they're going to use for a while. You know, like, because, you know, they're always comparing each other, right? You know, like like last week. Was it last week? Yeah, you know, when they're the raw the raw stakes and shit like that, you know, they wanted to one-up each other. Yeah. Now MJF will be able to hold this over Jericho's head. Yeah, but you know, I, just, I beat you. I just you know? think holding, like, I think they should, just, they should just do it at full gear. Like, you know, just do it. I mean, why hold it off? Because you keep holding off. Hold, I get sometimes you do that. You want to build a slow build. But I think they they should just do it right there, like a, like a cobra strike, just like a sniper, <laughs> just precise. Just do it right there. Uh, I mean, it, it could happen. I I wouldn't mind them because these two are amazing together. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't mind it. And I don't know if I'm ready right now for a face Jericho because I would face him out immediately. Because because we don't know. I mean, because I think if Jericho's planning on on taking time off for his band. Mm-hmm. This would be the perfect time. He take they take Jericho on and knock him off TV. They knock him out. Yeah. Then when Jericho comes back in three four months or whatever, as a face. No, we ran. We we destroyed Chris Jericho. We ended Chris Jericho's career. Chris Jericho thought he had the inner circle under his thumb. No, we MJF was calling shots the whole time. Like they could do something like that, and then you bring Jericho back and say January yeah. as as the face to get revenge. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, so that's my first hour. Yep. Go. Okay, my second hour opened up with the Haunted House of Terror match between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. They set up the, during the first hour of Cameron Grimes didn't want to do this. He was a scared kid, basically. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, they ended up putting him in a bus to take him there. And it was Michael Hayes in the bus. And Michael Hayes always cracks me up. On TV. You hear Bass Street playing. Because <laughs> he always got the fucking fanny pack on. Yeah. It always cracks me up. I hated everything Bastard about USA, man. I hated. All right, we're gonna bubble this. Watching it, I hated everything about it. It wasn't a wrestling match. It was a haunted house. The pro- my only problem was I think I posted on Facebook that I could have did whatever the hell that was, but Cameron Grimes was hilarious. The last scene of him running back to be continued. I didn't want it on my wrestling show, but it was funny. But I didn't want it on my wrestling show. I didn't want it on my wrestling show. But it was funny just watching him scream throughout the whole thing. That's what was just haunting him. But I didn't want it on my wrestling show. I didn't want it. Go ahead. I loved it. You're fucking insane. No, listen, 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 listen. In a bubble, you loved it. I liked this part. I liked this, cinem- if you want to call it a cinematic even. It was 
And it was a haunted house. It was what it was meant to be. A scary, a bad, scary movie. And that's what um, Sam Shaw, what's his name? Um, Dexter Loomis is. He's the killer in a bad, scary movie. That's what this is. That's who he is. That's the character. And that's what this was. This was a bad, scary movie. The problem is that it said to be continued. And when it continued, it, it was, was actually- inside a fucking ring with zombies all over the fucking place. Yeah. And that's where it lost me. But this, as it was, like this. I was fine. Fuck it. Have fun with it. You know? They were both good at, in their positions. Right. And I was like, this is what, this is funny. I love this. Yeah, and like you said, Grimes was hilarious. Like he ran into that room, and there's a girl, and he thinks it's Loomis' sister, and he's, and he's like taking his shirt, like he's like, getting lucky. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, oh, I feel grimy too, and I thought that was funny because his name is Grimes. Yeah. And and you know, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. They for walked, what this they was us in the ring. Yeah, when they decided to say, hey, we're going, especially when there's a lot of really good wrestling in this show, real wrestling type shit yeah, going yeah. on, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, I was like. Come on, God. don't put this in the ring. And I almost thought this was the end of the show. I thought this was the main event. Thank God. It yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, but yeah, continue. So, all right, so I'm not going to rate that. And then, <laughs> and then they go back. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I want to get out of the way. Like you said, Grind in the back in the ring and Loomis went after him. Oh, this and, continued right after commercial? No, no. Wasn't there like a match before? Yeah, there was. I'm jumping ahead. I okay, want to get it out okay, of the way. Okay. But I like the fact that Grant, Grant basically ran a biblical distance to get back to the CWC. <laughs> Whoever they drove him, sure, it was yeah. far, it was far enough that he had a dad to yeah. drive him there, but he ran a biblical distance back. I thought that was funny. That's <laughs> Which funny. cracked me the fuck up. I like Beth Phoenix at the line of the night. Zombies eat brains. I think Grimes will be okay. Hilarious. Cracked me. I'm like, I'm like, damn, Beth. Oh, like, the what cracked me up with the commentary team real quick was, you know, they were, they were talking for like a good 15 minutes or whatever in the beginning of the show, and then they showed the the two guys that are there, yeah, um, Bennett and um, what's his name now? Oh, Wade Vic Joseph. Wade Barrett and, and Vic, uh, Joseph. Vic, jo- Vic Joseph were there, and Vic Joseph agreed to the the. The co- the costume contest that um, Wade Barrett has set up before. Yeah, and he was Waldo. And he was Waldo. Barrett legit acts as if he just saw him. <laughs> like, like he turned around. He's like, "What are you dressed as?" <laughs> I was like, "Dude, you've been working with this dude. <laughs> like, you've been talking for the longest time." Uh, I thought that was funny. And I, I thought it was funny how Wade Barrett came as his favorite wrestler. Bad news, Barrett. Bad news, Barrett. <laughs> and I got some bad news. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so so I got that out of the way. I just wanted to get the whole big, the whole Cameron Grimes thing out of the way. The yeah, and when it got in the ring, it was so yeah, stupid, smoke, and zombies all over the place. I was like, oh my god. So next up, we had Rhea Ripley defeated Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez in a great match. This was my match of the night. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go with you on For that. NXT. Um, I, I am very perplexed at what I'm going to choose for the match of the night overall. Well, you mean I'll get for AEW? Over yeah, I know what I I know what my match for AW is, and I know what my match for NXT is. I I don't know where I'm gonna put both. Like which one is better? All right, but this was amazing. Oh my god, it was two like I'm, I'm not gonna say horses because they went. But this like was two, horses. This was two, a horse fight. Two big women, like two powerful women battling out. Yeah. Neither one of them were letting up. Yeah, this was a horse fight. I didn't fight. think Raquel Gonzalez was gonna be this good against Rhea Ripley. We know how good Rhea Ripley is. Yeah, I think Rhea Ripley kind of rebuilt herself a little bit in this match. She showed that she should be a contender for a title. 
I think I she'll think be, that's what they're working towards to and make I'm, her a contender. And, and this was the way to do it. She beat the biggest bitch in NXT, Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. and proved she's the biggest bitch in NXT. Yeah. She's the big bad. I loved it. I went, I went, I'll go almost four on this. I went four. I went yeah. definitely four, four and a half even. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved this match. It was awesome. It was fucking hard hitting. The fucking body slam that Raquel did to Ripley yeah, into oh. the fucking chain, the the window, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I agree with you. The they, should, they should chain it down so it's not rolling around as much. Now we said the first weekend yeah. they did the thing. It should be like stable it, whatever you got to do. Nail it down. Yeah, they, yeah, I agree. I'm gonna agree so with you on that. Now. now I'm gonna agree with you on that. But I like that it's there because it takes away the glare of the plexiglass. I think they, I think I said the first week they did it. Mm. They put it there to take away the glare of the plexiglass. No, I think they did it because it looks different. Well, I think it takes I away think the glare of the plexiglass a little bit. It makes it seem more like a, like a, more like a cage match, like a cage fight a little bit, and it gives it CWC a better feel. I'm surprised they didn't bring or pretend to do like some type of Thunderdome thing in this Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Yeah. So they they since they had that great Thunderdome in Halloween Havoc before. Yeah. Why didn't they do one here? I don't think I don't know if the I mean I'm you look at the CWC thing because the way you say, I don't know if it's, if you could put a cage in there. Like it's very. They're really gonna have to figure it out. What are they gonna do with uh, war 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 games? They probably do war games in the Amway Centers. No, probably. Well, uh, doubt it. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, we did Drake interview already. Um, Drake interview. The Drake, remember the Drake thing in the back when he was hot when he was Hulk Hogan. I, I did that already. I got it out of the way. Oh, you skipped it. Uh, yeah, I forgot if I wrote it down. Or not. Oh. I did that. They did a, a Champa did a promo talking about Velveteen Dream. Great promo by Champa. He's good on the mic. He's one of the guys that. He's he's good on the mic. He doesn't say a lot, but he gets uh, his point across. This felt. I don't remember what was said. It felt very shootery though. Like it yes. felt like he was shooting on AEW and then, you know wrestling internet and all that shit. I can't remember what was said though. But I enjoy. I remember. I, I go back and watch. I remember shit. enjoying the hell out of it. Not, not, not like a complaint or anything like that. I thought it was good, but I just can't remember what the fuck he said. Anyway. And next, and the main event: Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae in a TLS match, mm-hmm. tables, ladders, and scary match. Scares. Scared match. ladders and scares. I thought at first, I, I, when I first heard, like, did you say stairs? Well, that's what I thought it was going to be one day when they showed the wheel. Yeah. The tail last match. I thought it was going to be stairs. Um, and um, I guess a thing I never heard of called Poppy. Yeah. Came up. I listened to her stuff after. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, she's good. It, she, when, um, I forgot what takeover it was, but when, um, when they first healed out Io Shirai, right? She came out to them. Yeah, yeah I she remember came that, out yeah. to her. Because I, I, I had to listen to her then, but I, I, I YouTube something. I kind of like it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah, she's Poppy's it, good stuff. It's very like, it's very poppy pop music. Then it's like death metal. Yeah, the luminary. I loved it. Yeah, um, great fucking match. At one point, Shirai took a nasty bump. Got hit. Got hit by the laptop. The cans hit away. Oh yeah, yeah. And it looked really bad. I thought she really got hit the wrong way. Because so the referee had a check on her. Yeah. It looked like a really fucking nasty what about Lorraine? I thought I thought she, I thought Candace Lorraine died at one point. But you'll get to it. I don't wanna skip ahead. Um the match got a little gimmicky. It was a little gimmicky when it first opened up. Oh, with like, the limbs. Uh, huh? With the limbs. Yeah. Though it did crack me up though, because at one point I think one of them was laid down with limbs all around, looked like a horror movie. <laughs> but then it settled down, became a, a, a TLC match after that, basically. Yeah, it was. It was. 
It was another one of WWE's like 50th like ladder matches type yeah. of things. It was. I enjoyed the fuck out of it though. Oh um, no, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Three and three quarters. I yeah, get it. I, I went the same way. It was Yoshi, definitely really good. At one point, Yoshirai was laid out. I think she took like a nasty fall, and so the the the, the mass scream character came back and tried to help Candice win. Yeah, but Candice was too far away from the belt to reach it. Yeah. And then Yoshirai came back and knocked her off and that, oh my God. No, that's, Shotzi came out. Shotzi came out. Oh, the, oh the, yeah. Yeah, the, the, and did the electric chair, which I thought was very apt for this. Right. Um, oh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, she went under her, grabbed her, did the electric chair slam. That was to, to, the, to the Scream character. Yeah. And then, then by the time that Yo got in the ring by that time and she pushed Candice off the ladder and Candice... I guess at some point during the during the match, they laid out a ladder between the announce yeah, table what, and the yeah. ring, and that spill that Candace took, yeah. she landed on her knee. Yeah, well, uh, it was, was smart of her to do because you see her shift her body to put her knees over the ropes, right? Because otherwise she would have hit her knees and she wouldn't went she head tumbled. first. She would have tumbled. Yeah, so she lifted her knees up and went knees first. So I'm wondering, like, is she okay? Yeah, <laughs> she did. The way she landed did not yeah. look good. Yeah. It was a nasty fucking Like, oof. It was a... I had to watch... They showed it a couple of times and I actually went back and watched it again. Like, that was a nasty damn fall. Yeah. Like, like, holy crap. And, and then they showed... It that usually after the match is over, they show the opponent like laid out or whatever. Mm. They really didn't show Candace anymore. No, because they are probably taking her out. Yeah. But as it or was... Pan, as the show was all going up there, you saw somebody helping her out. I don't know how she's hurt really bad. I haven't heard anything yet. But damn, that was nasty falls. Mm-hmm. So my match of the night for NXT is probably Rhea Ripley, Rick Hill Gonzalez. Though I could have went with this just as easily. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Guess. Uh, no, I, I like that. I absolutely love the, the, the Gonzalez and Ripley yeah. match way better. Uh, but this was a really good match. I thought it was really good. So next week, my only problem with it was it's just another ladder match. Right, <laughs> they, right. They've done so many. Um, real quick, next week the only matches that are signed so far are Chopper Dream, which makes sense. They're moving, they, you know, they're moving that along. You know that, you know, the feud with Chopper and Dream. It's you know, and Kushida it, it built to this. This this match had to happen. Remember when he fought Dream, Kushida interfered. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm fine yeah. with that. And we're getting Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. Which should be good. Yeah, that's right. Alright, do your last house. Go for it. So after the town hall meeting, we had a Team Taz promo, which was really good. Um, just putting over... Um, oh, damn, I forgot his name. Oh, um... The new kid. Crap. Will uh, Power. Will Power, no. Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs, there we Will, go. Yeah, Will Power, Will Hobbs. Um, putting him over and shit like that, and, and saying, you know, we still haven't heard your re- your... With you accept my deal, blah blah blah. That was good. Uh, after this, we have the Cody um, and versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT title and lumberjack match. Why was this a lumberjack match? Huh? Why was this a lumberjack match? It was a stipulation they had it. But but like usually a lumberjack match, usually every time they do a lumberjack match and everywhere else, it's only because people keep interfering or people keep trying to escape. They do not have to keep everybody in the ring. Why I don't I didn't get what mean why this was a lumberjack match I think they made a lumberjack match as you'll get to to set up the dark water versus the nightmare family. Uh, to set to get there. Well, the new nightmare family that they they they've yeah. been creating yeah, 
But I have um, a couple. You can go. I have another couple questions. Keep yeah. going. So, so you okay? So, the, so Cody defeats Orange Cassidy. Uh, throughout this match, you get Cody not taking this seriously, doing push-ups in the middle of the match and shit like that, and Arn is getting angry about it. Um, and, and then, uh, so yeah, it's, it's just a, it was just a basic lumberjack match. Um, heels on one side, faces on the other side. Uh, the this does set up a feud for later between Orange Cassidy and Silver. That's gonna be something that down the line. Because um, they do have plans for John Silver. The the this I thought this was good because it's gonna matter later. The this match and how it ended. Uh, the only re the how it ended was well this lumberjack match was there to make sure no one interferes. Dark Order did interfere. Right. And they he, John Silver kicks Orange Cassidy while the ref was distracted. Orange Cassidy hits the ropes and then out of the, the slightly out of camera you see Arn Anderson hit yes. Orange Cassidy. Um building up to that little storyline as well. The what so so you see this match and how it ended, it's leading to other things. The that's the only reason why I liked the ending of this match was because I'm it you can tell it's leading to something else. It's leading to other things. All right. Um, otherwise, I, I thought it was a fun match. It was it was somewhat lighthearted. It got silly at points, uh, but then there were some like crazy moments, and I thought Orange Cassidy felt credible here. Oh wow, yeah. dude, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, my here's my problem. Go. So I have full gear. Uh, three and a half is what I give. Um, I'll go three and a quarter. So they're giving so Darby on getting the next title shot. Yeah. But they're start what they. But they announced the Darby Allen thing, and then they started this feud with the Dark Order, which involved more people being added to the Nightmare Family. What they should have did was, after this match, they should have announced that Full Gear or John Silver versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. Because you could have built on what happened at the Lumberjack match. But Darby Allen thing, now, now Darby Allen thing, this feels random. Like No, Darby Allen's been announced for weeks. How does that feel random? What I'm saying is, you could have not announced anybody for the TNT title, and after this, oh my, oh, because of what happened at during the Lumberjack match, it would be John Silver, Cody Rhodes at full gear. John Silver and Cody Rhodes, yeah, but Darby Allen is the draw. Like, why would you put? I mean, John Silver's great and all, and he's great and he's over. People love him, you know, but he's not. He's not over yet. They're gonna build him up to that point. They're gonna give him some feuds first, like Orange Cassidy and stuff like that. First, before building him up against someone like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but now they're but they're already. But you know we're gonna get Cody Rhodes John or Darby Silver. Allen. You know we're gonna get Cody Rhodes John Silver. You know we're gonna get it because now they're building up the Nightmare Family versus the Dark Orders. You know we're gonna get the match. Why does do the match? We don't before? know it's gonna be Silver though. Why wouldn't it be? He's he's the most talented guy in that faction. Why but they not? May, why not? Because they're gonna do Orange Cassidy and it might be John Silver and Darby Allen. Because uh, Darby I, Allen might win. <laughs> I think he is. I think he's gonna take it. I don't um, think being facetious. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm being for real. I don't think you understand the definition of facetious. Um, <laughs> and you being facetious again? Yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. But no, I think it's. I think it's booked fine. Um, Darby Allen's been booked for a while. The the John Silver they're gonna build up to. You know, they're just realize not just realizing, but they see that people love John Silver. They're gonna they're gonna do us 
I don't know, I'm not going to say slow build, but they're going to build him up. You know, against Orange Cassidy, against whoever. You know, I'm curious as who's going to win against them two when they, those two finally go against Whoa. John Silver and Orange Cassidy. You know? I hate that Orange Cassidy's on the pre-show with a full gear. Wasn't he main, main eventing a pay-per-view a few months ago? It wasn't main eventing. It was on a on a big match. And now he's pre-showing. Well, what's the problem with that? What, what, he wanted, why would you not why, why would you not put him on the main card? Do you see what the rest of the card is filled with? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, I'll get to that later. Like where where would you put an Orange Cassidy versus John Silver match on that? You know, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in, in, in a little bit. But yeah, I, <laughs> there's nothing I would replace. Um, Miro, Kip, ambush, best friends. Oh. Moving on. Yes. Um, I, you, right, let's I listen. I don't care. This is a. I. I. I don't know. Like you were bringing it up before, like this is his. This and I said it before. Like, why wouldn't you use him this way, right? Right. But I. I just felt like because you know what he was good at at WWE was the comedy. Right. You know, Rusev Day, whatever. But I just I don't know. Maybe he needs a good, like straight man, like. Aiden English was, you know, like something like that to yeah. to direct him, not Kip. Yeah, I, I just and not having a feud over a fucking video game thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, Arca- it's just yeah. not working for me. I don't know if it's this is working for other people. I don't. Think you know, so. there's a gaming community out there that loves this shit. Well, I I don't think so. I, I yeah, I mean, they should have brought Miro. They should have brought Miro in as this monster. And essentially, they did, but it's just they, 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 they attached it to a dumb character, character or, or a dumb motivation. I would say, right? You know, the character's fine. It's just the motivation is stupid, and I, I'm not. I, it doesn't feel real to me, and I I'm not. Was, I'm just not attached to this. There's I think no, he was ruined after they called him the best man at his wedding. I think that's. Where, I think that's where Daniel began, right there. No, they they could have done so many things from there, but they just went a different direction. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't a good direction. No, um, and he's and you you hear this guy on or read this guy's Twitter or whatever. The dude loves the smell of his own shit. Who? Miro? Rusev, Miro, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Repeat that again. He loves Russo. He he loves the smell of his own shit. Wow. Like he thinks he's like he's like he think, oh just give it time. It's gonna it's gonna work out. Blah blah and all that shit. I'm like nah, bro, nah. Um. Oh, I didn't mean literal about his own shit. No, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, that's it's an expression. Random. That was like, random as fuck. It's an expression. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, you know, I was watching this match too. I was like, I'm like, damn, you changed over years. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's not gonna work good. I'm like, yeah. Look, you you got fired by WWE. We get it. You went to, you went to AW. I get it. But yeah. Yeah, you're, you're 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 a mid card, low mid card guy at the moment. Mid card, stop, try, stop trying to make it to more than it is because it's really not there. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, after this, you got the commentary putting over Serena Deeb because uh, she just won the uh, NWA uh, title off of Thunder Rosa. It's real interesting things going on in there. Um, but she just won the title at the the UWN stuff that's on Tuesdays. Those pay per views. Um, which now I gotta buy because I want to see that match. <laughs> uh, so and it's interesting. This this relationship between AWA and NWA is 
it's getting really interesting. And well, I think it's been working out for AEW. Well, I think that um, Thunder Rose is probably going to WWE. Because if she was gonna stay, in, if she was gonna sign with AEW, she would have kept the NWA belt and lost it on AWA, AEW TV. Well, that's the thing with this whole situation with Thunder Rosa is that I think it's a work because she's still signed with NWA till through twenty twenty one. So why is everyone acting like she's on the the the, the free agent block? You know, well, she also been posting shit on social media about you know. Yeah, Twitter. I think it's a work. Yeah. I think it's all a work. Yeah, and I think I think it's just you know they just work because she she's good at that shit. She's good at fucking wrestling, and I think wrestling never trust what wrestlers say. They want they'll give you the truth that they want you to know. Um, and uh, I think it's just all the work, and then we'll see Thunder Rosa come back and earn maybe both titles or some shit. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be kind of cool. I mean, that's why they gave it to Serena Deeb, an AEW wrestler. She signed with AEW. Right. AEW. You know, so maybe Deeb will lose that title to Sheeta. Thunder Rosa comes back, takes both titles or some shit. I don't know. Um, fantasy booking. Uh, so then this leads. So yeah, they they put over Deeb, uh, putting over the title, and I think this the relationship between the women's NWA division and AW has been great, and it it helps AW's women's division. Um, then this leads to Serena Deeb defeating Layla Hirsch. Uh, and this is what I've been saying from start with you know with the other bad matches we've seen with AEW with the yeah. women's this was A to B this was what I wanted you know Layla Hirsch is great I've seen her in stardom and beyond wrestling and she was on Bloodsport and shit like that she's like the shooter you know she's a female version of Taz right you know and that's what she is and that's what this was this was a basic A to B and it was great you know um D, yeah, D, D was a great, uh, like, what's it called? Like a technician type of wrestler in this. You know, she put her out with the, the Tequila Sunrise. Um, and Layla Hirsch is someone I hope they sign. Like, she's not ready, ready, but she has that ring presence, you know, where you can be like, wow, she has like this fuck you type of face type of thing. Um, and if you've seen her matches and like in stardom and shit like that, you. You know, she she always puts on a great match. Um, uh, well, I gave this three and three quarters. Uh three and a half. And you hate women's wrestling. Anyway, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this, we have an interview with uh, Sheeta, uh, basically doing the most bare bones build to a match for a pay per view ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, where Dalla Rose. Uh, basically, it refused to wrestle until she got a shot at the title. And she just like, yeah, you want shot? I want shot. I want you. And so they, they're gonna have the the, sh- the match at uh, full gear. Um, yeah. So it's the most bare bones of a build you're, you're ever gonna get. Um, you want a match? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's have it. I mean, she she. I mean, she, Rose has been number one on the rankings or whatever. And they were doing stuff on on uh, Dark, and they mentioned stuff on Dynamite as well at one point. But yeah, whatever. This was just very bare bones. After this, we have Spears defeating uh, VSK. Uh, Spears this is a squash. I for a squash. It's always hard for me to rate a squash. Uh, three and three quarters. I'll give it. Um, I did like how they mentioned Spears' record. 
after this, we have uh, Sky having a um, Scorpio Sky has a post match um, attack, uh, and I, I actually like this build. This build, the, they've been having this little build on Dark and a little bit on Dynamite, and it's just a nice little match that they're building to. And this match is, I think, is happening next week. Um, you know, and I like Sky having a spot on Dynamite. You know, for, again for a squash three and three quarters. Um, so again, next week we're getting Jericho on commentary. I like how they mention that every time. Every time he's going to be on commentary. Yeah, yeah. Next week Jericho's on commentary. We're getting MJF versus Wardlow. I'm mean, sorry, MJF and Wardlow versus Ortiz and Sammy. Because after the the Tahoe meeting kind of led to that, because Ortiz and Sammy don't want him to be part of the inner circle. Um, we're also getting Miro versus Trent. Yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting Spears versus uh, Sky, Scorpio Sky. Uh, Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. We're getting uh, Cody and the Gun Club, the new Nightmare family, versus the Dark Order, which is Colt, um, John Silver, and Preston Ten. Is John Silver in that? I gotta double check that. But I know Colt Cabana and Preston Ten are there. I'm not sure about John Silver. Um, and then we're gonna have Mox, Lee, and Eddie Kingston having a face to face. And. Uh, and that's it for next week's Dynamite, which is going to be the go-home show for Full Gear. And Full Gear, what we have so far, and hopefully this is it. Um, we have Eddie versus Let's Mox. do predictions real quick. Go to the match. All right. We're, right. We're here. So Eddie versus Mox for the the world title. Moxie wins that. Mox wins. There's no way they're giving a title to Eddie. I'm sorry. I wouldn't mind. I, um. You know what? <laughs> his mic stuff, yeah, but his in-ring stuff, no. Okay, anyway. For a champion, you know. It'll be good enough. Like, he's good enough. No. Um, Darby versus Cody for the TNT. Uh, Cody returns. I'm saying Darby. Uh, FTR versus Bucks for the tag titles with the uh, step. Um, I'm saying the Bucks. I am too, because they're not going to have to, they're not going to have two people that connect. I say Bucks too, only because of the stipulation. If the stipulation wasn't there, I'd say FTR takes it, then Bucks take it in the rematch. Because of the stipulation, Bucks take it. No, I think the stipulation is good because they, they take stipulation seriously. Um, okay, you say they take stipulation seriously, but how does that make the stipulation good? Because they take it seriously. But Yeah, but how does that make it a good stipulation, though? What do you mean? You say they, they take stipulation seriously. Okay, so the Bucks don't win, they never get a title shot. Yeah. That's stipulation. But how, But you're saying it's a good stipulation because they take it seriously. How, how do those two things work together? Because you know that if they do that stipulation and the Bucks do lose, they'll keep to that stipulation. But how does that make it a good stipulation, though? Forget that, forget that they keep their stipulation. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But how does that make it a good stipulation for this match? Like well, I said before, earlier, it, it puts stakes on this match. More but stakes. But stakes doesn't it. need any. Match, well, I won't forget it, but I, I already said I got it. The match doesn't need any stakes. The stakes is FTR revival no, building up for you and it's for the tag belts. No, that but, should be the stakes. No, but you have to build the Bucks up as the, the face against the heels. Yeah. Okay. And the Should Bucks they... need the stakes. You need the heat. So now now they have to fight not just for the titles, but also for the future opportunity to contend for those titles. May... And for and also the fact that Matt's working on a weak on a bum leg. That's sh- that should be the other story of the match, not that, that should be the story of the match. That Matt is fighting with a hurt leg and they have to try to overcome that to win the belts. 
You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to but add that, that to adds it. to it. That stipulation too. You're you're, you're, adding, you're putting too many things in this one match. Then you you got you got FTR revival. They've been feuding for years. Like on Twitter, social media. That that's the feud. That's the build up for the match. FTR the tag belt. That's the feud to match. FTR screwed with Adam Page, calling him to turn on the Bucks. That's another reason the Bucks don't like the FTR. That's another build to the match. They hurt Matt Jackson's leg to make him weak for their title match. That's another build for the match. You didn't have to add this to it, too. But like I said, they're trying to get the Bucks over as faces. So you need the heat on them. Yeah, but This puts have... the heat on them. But how does it put the heat on the Bucks? Because now they have more to lose than FTR does. I, I, don't, I don't get your logic behind this at all. I don't get. I don't get the logic. I don't get your logic behind this stipulation. What? I, I, what don't you understand? They have more to lose now. Other than the 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 title shot. Now they got. If they lose this, they can never challenge for it again. I. You know? and that's did, what they've always wanted. They want to be the champions. You know. Now they they not only do they lose, if they lose this, not only do they lose the the match, but they lose the opportunity to ever go for it again. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on this because I get I don't get this stipulation. I, I it wasn't I, I wasn't needed for this match. It, I, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this because it wasn't needed for this match. When I mean, I, I'm, when I'm I right, said though. it, I, you're not right. <laughs> I don't agree with it. I it wasn't I'm so needed. right. No, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we have just Chris Jericho versus MJF for oh. MJF opportunity to join Dark um, Inner Circle. And MJF wins. I think MJF wins too. Um, do you think straight up or they're gonna do something funny? Straight up, he's gonna no. Is it oh how, oh? That has he win? Yeah, is Warlord gonna come in and do something stupid or? Uh huh. That's just, a good question. That's actually a pretty good question. Yeah. I think it's a snare. If he does win, it might be. I don't know if Warlord. Maybe Warlord interferes. Okay. I can see that. I think that, and I think they do the turn where Jericho's kicked out. I think they do with that full gear. I don't think they hold off on. I think, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think MJF wins. Uh, we have Kenny Omega versus Adam Page for the final of the Eliminator tournament. Uh, Kenny Omega takes it. I think they can set up Kenny Omega Moxley. Because Kenny Omega said this is the year that he goes, that he, you know, he becomes, you know, he becomes Kenny Omega. Yeah, and this is why I can, I can see them putting it on Eddie so they don't burn Mox and Kenny again for the title. And it could lead to that later. And so so get, you you would take Eddie Kingston as a transitional champion? Yeah. To not? get to Kenny Omega? Yeah. Why not? What's wrong with that? Uh, that's something WWE would do. That seems like... Uh, that seems... Listen, I don't like WWE, but it doesn't mean like... Sometimes I, it's a good little decision. I, so you can, you can save the Mox and Kenny match for later. Yeah, but then if you want to put the belt back... See... My problem with that is that way you you Kenny takes it off of Eddie. Okay, then if you want to put the belt back on Moxley, you have that Moxley be Kenny with, or whoever else has the title because it's like Mox will be back burner for a little bit, but you're gonna have it's gonna be Kenny. He defeats Eddie for the title. Okay, and then it's gonna lead to Adam Page versus Kenny. That's the the end of this story, you know. And then maybe Mox takes it off of Adam Page at one point. Yeah, but if you're gonna build Kenny up as the the cleaner, like the the mm-hmm. the the, bat, the best bout machine, 
wouldn't you? Wouldn't him beating Moxie for the title make that make that better than him beating Kingston for the title? Moxie's better than Kingston. If Kenny beats Moxie for the title, he's the best bout machine. He be, he beat John Moxley. Beating Kenny, beating Eddie Kingston, okay. Beating Moxley though, he's the best bout machine. Especially if Eddie Kingston cheats to win, which he probably will. If he, if they don't have Kingston winning, he probably cheat to win. Okay, so you you're gonna beat the guy that had to cheat to beat John Moxley. How that make you the best? Well, well you're you're creating predictions out of I'm just things saying, that haven't you, happened you, yet. You you created, I'm saying, you created a prediction by saying that Eddie King you can see Eddie Kingston beating Moxley, so Kenny Omega beats Kingston for the title. So you I'm just going I'm just following. No, but you're I'm saying like he's probably going to cheat or something saying, like that. I'm just saying I, there's no way that Kingston beats Moxley clean because Moxley already beat Kingston clean. Yeah, but it could go anyway. It wasn't like an easy match that Moxley had to do. Yeah. It did. No, I mean if if you're gonna have Kenny Omega win the belt, he should be he should win it off Moxley. Don't win it off a chance a guy you're giving the belt to. But you just can still do that down. somewhere down the line, though. Like, why does it have to be right away? What why does what have to be right away? Mox, uh, Moxie and Kenny. That, that doesn't have to be right away. You can have Moxley beat beat um, Eddie Kingston. Have Kenny beat um, Page, and then you and go you right say, to Moxley and Kenny. You, you'll have to give Kenny the next title shot. As we've proven already, just because you're the number one contender. This is the reason why he's the... This is not the rankings. This is for the title. Hold on. Shot. Stop. Stop. Lance Archer won the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah. He became the number one contender. Eddie Kingsley got a title shot first. Oh, but first off, calm the fuck down. No. Explain. <laughs> no. Make me... No. Help me... Make me understand this. Lance Archer won the Battle Royal to yeah. become the number one contender. And Lance Archer was the number one contender. Yeah. Right? Am yeah. I right or wrong? Yes. Okay. Who got a shot before Lance Archer did? Andy Kingston. Okay. So if Kenny Omega's number one contender, he can wait to all out to get his title shot. Doesn't mean that Moxley can't defend the title till then. Okay. Kenny Omega is the number one contender to the world championship. Whoever it is. But well, what's not, your argument here? I don't understand. My argument is you're saying, oh, if Kenny Omega wins, Kenny Omega beats Adam Page, Moxley wins, retains title, you're going to burn that match right away. You're not going to burn that match right away. You don't have to do the match right away. Because Kenny Omega is number one contender for whoever the champion is. It doesn't have to be the Moxley. Well, why would he wait? You, I don't know, but I'm saying you don't have to burn that match right away. But that, the whole to, point of that is... Now you're expecting because you want to do Kenny Omega mocks. My point is you don't want to. This isn't like a money in the bank thing. This is for the title. So obviously it'll probably be for the next pay per view or maybe some live TV show. Right, but my point is why, why would you have King? Why would you want to have Kenny Omega be Kingston for the title? With a title, it would mean more if you beat Moxley for the title. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying they can still do that later on. No, because now if you be if you put the title on Kingston, yeah, okay, Kenny beats Kingston for the title, yeah, okay. So when Moxley fights Kingston, you put it back on Moxley. So you just had the ball to build to Kenny Omega because he loses to Moxley. Who loses to Moxley? Follow follow me with this. Who lost to Moxley? Because you said Kingston. Hold on, Kingston beats Moxley for the title. Okay, Why would but, he? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that was your logic, because because you want to you want to save Kenny Moxley for later. Yeah. Okay. 
Kingston beats Moxley for the title at full gear. Kane's not one contender. Your logic is Kenny beats Kingston for the title to hold off the Moxley match. Yeah. Okay? Now, Kenny Omega is your AEW world champion. Right. When Kenny Omega and Moxley finally do meet, who wins? My point is, where do you go from there? Do you have Moxley beat Ken- Kenny for the title? Because then you then Kenny, you build up Kenny Omega as, Omega as the best battle machine only when he finally meets a real Moxley, he loses to him. Do you have Kenny retain over Moxley? The, the winning the title would have being a Moxley would have meant means more for the title, not defending the title. Why? Why what? Why would it mean more? It's winning still the title, just the second time they're meeting. But winning the title and the first time they met, Moxie beat him. So, so you it, have it, Ken- there's more for Kenny to lose here then. But if Kenny beats Moxie for the title, I think that means more than just defending the title against him. Because you beat Moxie for a title, you beat Moxie for the title. That means more if he beats Moxie for the title, as opposed to as opposed to defending it against him. I mean, I think you still get the 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 gist of the match though. Like it's still still there if you just have Kenny defending it. You know, especially since Moxie beat him before. Yeah, but it means so that, Kenny that, has more to lose now. Not just that, the title, but he it's possible for him to lose the match because he's lost to Moxie before. Yeah, but if but if Mo, but what are the stakes behind if Moxie was the champion then? Yeah, Kenny lost to Moxie the first time they fought, right? When they have their rematch and Moxie's the AEW world champion, the stakes are even higher because now Moxie's the world champion. If Kenny's been building himself up as the guy that's number one contender, he went through the eliminated tournament. He beat Adam Page. Now his biggest his biggest contest would be beating John Moxie, the world champion who's beat everybody that's in front of him. Mm-hmm. That would be more that would be more that would be more prestigious than beating Eddie Kingston for the title. But I think it'll still mean uh, just as much as if he's defending against Moxie. I don't think so. I think it would mean more if he beat Moxie for the title. Because he beat the guy that beat everybody in front of him. Moxie defended, defeated Jericho, beat Kingston, beat Archer, beat Cage. Everybody that went, that came in front of Moxie, he beat. He beat everybody. His biggest challenge will be Kenny Omega. Yeah, he beat Kenny Omega the first time. But the Kenny Omega he beat is not the Kenny Omega he's fighting now. Him Moxley beating Kenny Omega now means more than when he beat him the first time around. Kenny Omega has more to win by. Def- it makes him look stronger by beating Moxley as opposed to beating Eddie Kingston. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Ooh, damn! That kick. Look at this kick. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it when it happened. Jesus. Anyway. Ten years ago. Um. You're an idiot. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Uh, I don't remember this shit from 10 years ago. <laughs> I barely remember what I did last week. So we have uh, Nala Rose versus Sheeta for the women's title. That great build. I, um, I just don't care. No, this is going to be a great match. They had a great match last time. I'm sure this will be a great match this time. Um, Sammy versus Hardy for the well, deletion. Who wins? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'll go with Sheeta. Yeah, I'll go with Sheeta too. Uh, Sammy versus Hardy for the Elite Deletion. It's just going to be a cinema match. Sammy wins it. Yes, yeah, I say Sammy because they're building. Yeah, I think Hardy is there to put Sammy over. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we got the buy-in with Arns Cassie versus John Silver. I say Arns Cassie's going to win that. I say John Silver. Gonna, they want to build, I think they, they'll start building Silver up as a legit contender for something. I think Silver wins this. At the cost of Arns Cassie? Yeah. What do you think? Like yeah. The dude just had, like, lost two TNT title shots. Yeah. You think they're going to put over John Silver over Arns Cassie? Yeah. You think that's what's going to happen? Yeah. You think it'll be a straight-up win or... Dark Order. Then. Dark Order's going to come They can help. Okay. I don't think I don't think it be uh, yeah they help. Uh, I said John Silver beats on Cassie. I didn't say he did it without doesn't do it without help. Okay, I mean that's not a usual thing, but it can't happen. It's not a usual thing for AEW, but with the Dark Order, it, it could be. Yeah, I mean Dark Order does something. They, 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 it could be with the Dark Order. Yeah. All right. So then after this, the buy-in. Okay, so then after this we have the main event with Omega. And versus Penta, Penta L zero M. What are you talking about? Kenny Omega versus Penta. Oh, we're back on your sh- no, no. Cause we talked about full gear. We went into the whole pay per view. Yeah, that was I it. forgot about your main event. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we have uh, Omega Kenny totally Omega. Forgot about that. Versus Penta L zero M. Uh, <laughs> I'll never get used to saying that. Um. Again, I love Kenny's entrance. He has the cleaner girls, and this ain't it came out with Lucha Masks. Uh, this was a rematch of All In. Uh, I loved how Kenny. I find it weird that people are confused that Kenny is the heel here. If you look online, I'm like, Kenny's the fucking heel. And they're thinking like he's just being a superstar. I'm like, no, he's a fucking heel. Is he though? Dude, don't start I, with me. Don't fucking start with me. Dude, I, I don't... How is he not the heel? You, you're fucking with me, right? No, I'm not. He's the fucking heel. Is he, though? Don't fuck with me. I'm not. <laughs> dude, he has... Dude, he trolled Pentagon... Pentagon Jr. With the fucking AAA title. Like, he's trolling him. Like he's wearing the fucking AAA title. The title he took off his brother, by the way. And that, that is he though? He's I mean, trolling. That, he's that's trolling basically his trying own. to get a psychological advantage on his opponent, which is what heels do. Don't fuck with me right now, man. You fucking with me. You fucking. With me. I know you fucking with me. I'm seriously uh, not, man. Dude, he's trolling him throughout the whole fucking match with the title, literally wearing the the the, the mega title over his fucking uh, under his t-shirt and shit, you know. Which I, at first I thought he was just disrespecting Penta, like he didn't want to even take off the T-shirt. That's right, thought too. I didn't, you know? I didn't think he had the belt on underneath. That's right, thought too. Because Kenny's known for in wrestling, New Japan. T- wrestling with a T-shirt on, he doesn't take the opponent seriously. Yeah, well, yeah. he's not taking the match seriously. It's just a one-off thing. Uh, so I thought that's what was going on here. And then he has the title. He trolls and he lays down the title. He's like, "Look, this is what I have I took from your people." Yeah. What I don't get is so at, all right. So by your logic, Kenny Omega is the heel, which means Page is the face. Yes, but they've been building Page up as a heel for months. How in the fuck <laughs> has they been building him up he, as the heel? He turned for on, months. He he turned on the Bucks to cost them their match. Yeah, he turned on his partner, and he felt very bad about it. Oh, doesn't mean doesn't mean he was kicked out of the elite. Which is a face faction. At least they were. I, mean, I don't know if they still are. It seems like they went further towards turning Paige a heel than Kenny. 
It seems like the direction they were headed in. What? Yeah. In the fuck? No. Are you watching? (laughs) What are you watching? How the fuck is Paige more of a heel than Kenny? That'll make no sense. All the shit that Paige did these last few months. What do you mean all the shit? What did he do? He turned on the Bucks. Got he kicked out of the elite. That's struck up a friendship with FTR. Like all the shit he did was heel shit. He made mistakes, but he didn't do heel shit. He did. Other than that, the the one thing with the Bucks when he held on to the Bucks leg. But other than that, what's he done that's heelish? He got used and he fucked up. And after that, even when he did it, he was. You know, distraught about it. You know? He was confused. You know? And he was trying to keep his team together. Remember, Kenny and Paige were the face of that tag match between FTR. You know? Paige is the fucking face. Kenny's the heel. Okay. Don't fuck with me, man. Don't. You fucking with me now. I'm not. Uh, This is the best. This is the cleaner. This is what everyone wanted. Everyone acting like Kenny's not... Kenny's not what he used to be. Blah, blah, blah. Like well, look. Let me be fair about this. Hold on. No, no, no. Let me be now, fair about this. Me. No, hold Don't on. Fuck with me, man. Hold on. We've we had the honor. We had we had the pleasure of seeing Kenny Omega before AW. Yeah. We we know how good Kenny Omega is. Yeah. Okay. Just listen to me. Yeah, and that's what we got all year. Stop. And you didn't appreciate it. Yeah, but, but, if you have never seen Kenny Omega before now, before AW. Yeah, well, those are not the people bitching. Let me finish. Let me finish. The Kenny Omega we got in the first year of AEW where he was trying to be a tag guy. That's not the Kenny Omega we had in Japan. So people, if the Kenny Omega we saw the first year of AEW was people's first look at Kenny Omega in full matches as opposed to... Like, people that never saw Kenny Omega wrestle, Mm. they heard the rumors about Kenny Omega. They heard stories about him. The best bout machine, this, that, and the other. They heard the story. Right? Yeah. And didn't see his matches. Yeah. But people had never seen... That did not look good. Yeah. But people had never seen him wrestle full matches. When I saw an AEW, I get why their impression of him, or what he was, their impression of him, they, they didn't get that. Because it was, it was a different Kenny Omega the first year of AEW. It wasn't the best bout machine. It was a different Kenny Omega. So now they're, now they're starting to work back to Kenny Omega the way he was in Japan. But people, people don't know what to make of it because they didn't see Kenny Omega in Japan. So maybe that's why people are confused on what he is. You know what? Fuck him. I don't give a fuck. I'm not wrong, though. No, fuck yeah. Fuck them. Fuck you, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Kenny has got to be like probably one of the wrestlers of the year based on what he's done. Right? And they've pushed him well. Okay. And this match was fucking awesome. It was good. It was fucking awesome. It was good. The only thing that's crazier is that this was plan fucking B. Okay? This was not the match we were going to get. It's going to be Phoenix and Kenny, which I would have loved to have seen. But we got this. This was plan fucking B, and it, it was fucking awesome. All right? This is, this is the best bout machine that everyone wanted to see. You know? And this is the guy who's going to be the star for AEW. For a year to come, it was an awesome match. Okay. It was a fucking awesome match. I gave it four and a half. I I gave easy. I, I'll go four. Um, I just fucking loved it. Just fucking loved it. I loved how 
like he kept trying to get that one wing angel but um what's his face uh penta gone jr kept like reversing it or wiggling out of it and shit like that took him a while to get that one wing angel um you know and then you had the smartness of pentagon jr trying to fuck up his arm so he can't do the one wing angel you know shit like that and uh I do believe he's gonna win against Paige. By by my one side prediction is that Paige's gonna kick out of that one wing angel to put Paige over. You know what I'm saying? Or he beats Paige without it. That puts Kenny Omega over more. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying to put Paige over, he's gonna kick out of that that one wing angel once, and then maybe Kenny p- picks him up. Does a V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, and then one wing angel, and then he's dead, right? But I think just once he's gonna hit that one wing angel, a move that no one's has ever I, kicked so out they, of. I don't, I don't see it. I think they want to. I think you want to, you want to make the one winged angel the protected move that nobody. It's kicks been protected for years. Yeah, but I think you, yeah. I think you continue. I think you get it on him once, or or he gets it on gets it on Page, but Page is too close to the ropes or something, and Page grabs the rope. Like, he doesn't kick out of it, but he doesn't win the match with it. So that way you're protecting the move, because he didn't kick out of it, but he also didn't win it with it. You get the most, but you get the best of both worlds there. Nah. nah. I don't think he kicks out of I it. Think he's gonna, I, think I think Paige is going to be the one to kick out of no, it. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you protect that move as long as you can. Yeah, they, they, they still can. It's just one guy kicking out of it. Yeah. And it's, and it's Paige. Yeah. The guy with all the heart, the baby face. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna kick out of it. I think that's what I think they're gonna do that. I think he's gonna kick out of that one wing angel. But uh but yeah, this was a great match. Loved it. And uh and this is the match I was talking about to go against Reyna and um uh Ripley. And I can't I don't know. I don't know what to decide. For a match of the night, I'm gonna tie it. Okay. And um Show tonight is even just as hard as choosing the match of the night. Well, show and FB's NXT. Definitely. I mean, definitely. Ma- uh, match of the night for. Definitely? Like, definitely, definitely? Like, definitely, definitely. Really? Yeah. Um, so, is that clear for you? Yeah. You okay. Definitely. Um, match of the night for AEW is probably Omega and Penta. Match of the night for NXT is Ripley Gonzalez. Yeah. Matching that as a whole, I'm going rogue. Match of the week, dragging off Walter at uh, NXT I UK. I knew you were gonna do that. I had to do it. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! I was I was waiting in line to vote, and I that and I watched that match, dude. Four and a half easily on that match. Yeah, no, that was really good. I liked it a lot. I loved it. We were gonna. I was, dude. That was to me. That was the match of the week. So I want to start doing it now. Now that we're watching more wrestling, like we'll start watching SmackDown and stuff, uh-huh. we're gonna do match of the week. It might not necessarily be AEW or NXT. Yeah. To me, match of the week is dragging off Walter. Uh, match of the week for me. It's up there. Might be it's match of the year contender for me. It's definitely in there, in that conversation, like easy. Like, and, and it has like a strong argument to it. Like I, like. But I wouldn't put it for this week. I would. Like I don't know. I I, 
I, I love that Pentagon Jr. I don't want to see that kind of match all the time where it's just like chops, like hard hitting and ground. I don't want to see that kind of match all the time. Well, that's like shoot wrestling. That's... Right, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about this fucking match. The, that, that, don't, you, you watched it. When Dragunov was going outside the ring, he, he got hung up on the middle rope. And he kind of like, like, almost, that's how fucking Enzo got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. He, I had to go back and keep watching. I'm like, oh my God, he got hurt. Holy crap! Yeah. That dude, that dude, that that didn't look good. And the dragon, the power that Dragonov has, the way that Hoist will interrupt him many times. We're gonna do did. that Gotch power, uh, Gotch um, suplex. Yeah, oh dude. Yeah, yeah Dragon. The fucking the, week that show me. in general has gotten really good. Like I, like I started watching the when you know when they first came back for right. the, after the, during the pandemic and yeah. show. Like that. It was that first episode was really horrible. But after that, it got really good. Um, and they do the empty arena stuff. They, I don't think they have any fans there. Or no, no, no fans. But they have canned audio, and that makes it even worse. But the camera angles are perfect. The camera angle keeps shifting, and it doesn't have like angles, so you only really see the where the crowd would be at all. The camera angles are perfect. Yeah, I guess. That's why I wanted to show if there was actually a live crowd there because the way the camera angle it, it never showed the, it never showed anything outside of the, a little bit of the front row. Yeah. So I didn't know if there was people there. I had no, no idea. No, I got no one there. But yeah, the match of the week for me, definitely. No doubt. No, no doubt in my mind. But for show of the week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it. I'm going to put a tie on it. Really? Yeah. All right. Because I, I feel like AEW had more things that I liked. NXT had more things that I got into. So it's kind of weird in that. So, like, I, it, it, they just balance themselves out, you know? Yeah. AEW built up to more things. And they had more things that I liked. But NXT had more things that I got into. Like, again, like that nostalgia factor worked for me, too. You know? I was into it. You know? But, uh, so I, I, I'm going to give it a draw this week. Man. I you know I went with, I went NXT. I mean look NXT I gave NXT the win, but it was close. Like it wasn't like it was it, they won it outright, but it was a pretty close win though. Yeah. Like you know, AW still put on a really good show this week. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great week for wrestling. That yeah. UK show. AW. I didn't watch the whole. I didn't watch the whole UK show. Uh, it was good in I general, have, but just uh, that match and just watching that match in general. Makes that show really good. Oh, I liked about, <laughs> what I liked about when I went on the WWE app, the network, the, the um, the network, right? You could go just to that match. You don't have oh, to yeah. watch the whole show. It had the matches all broken down. Yeah, the whole show broken down at the matches. So yeah, so that match, God damn. And you see dragging off of Walter's chest and their back and all the chops and stuff. You're like, damn. Dude, you should have seen the one from the last week. Was it last week when they had that tag match? Yeah. It was was it last week? Yeah, because I guess it's taped. Because uh, Pete Dunn was tagging with um, Dragunov against Walter and Wolf, Alexander Wolf. And Alexander took some nasty ass chops to a point where there was like skin coming off his chest. Oof. And they the camera catches him pulling it off and throwing it. Oh, I was like, dude. But um, I like some of the super kicks that Dragonov did on Walter and so yeah. Walter did on Dragonov. Like Jesus. Yeah. And then I like, was like contact to like full contact super kicks. Yeah. Like holy crap, dude! You you're all gonna kill somebody. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah, 
Show of the week, NXT, barely, but they won it. To me, it was like, over the win. Yeah. Match of the week, definitely dragging off Walter. Yeah. Ready to call this bad boy? Let's call it. Can't wait for more Loomis, though. Shut up. <laughs> right. More zombies in the ring, please. So, next next week, Full Gear is Saturday. We'll be back next, next week with a brand new show. In two weeks, Isolation Mania, Before the War. Top guys out. Sweet. <laughs>